This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not Islam is true, and we are starting right now. With Muhammad's opening statement, thanks so much for being with us, Muhammad. The floor is all yours. Thank you, James, for hosting this debate on Modern Day Debate. And hi, Matt, and I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, so just to begin, in the name of God, um, to begin, I want to be very clear in stating my position. When it comes to faith, I'm not a Sunni Muslim, which makes up a large portion of the people that claim they are Muslims. It is the biggest sect who smear and propagate uh, a religion that doesn't align with what the Quran is teaching at all. Religion should reflect back on society and just take a look at the Middle East. In short, I'm not a traditionalist. I, I do not care nor accept any of the so-called hadith or conversations, traditions of the Prophet, which they claim they can attribute back to the Prophet, which is not the case. The truth is, God told us that for us to be optimal human beings, we must avoid lying at all costs. And repeating other people's assumptions doesn't make something true. As you yourself have witnessed it, the books of hadith have been written 200 years after the departure of Muhammad. And thus, there's a big gap missing and it's a huge telephone game. I'm here to represent what the Quran states on what Islam is and what a Muslim is. If my opponent would like to answer uh, any more questions in regards to why I reject the hadith later, that, that's something that we can do in the Q&A or the open discussion. To answer the question whether Islam is true, one must understand what Islam, or in English, willful submission is. God states in the Quran that he is reality. Allahu huwa al-haq, God is reality. All the attributes that you have heard of God fits what rea reality is very well. Reality is all-encompassing. It's infinite. It doesn't sleep. It knows your thoughts. It's all-dominant. If you have an idea or a thought that doesn't align with reality, reality will win 10 out of 10 times. You cannot change reality. You can only exist within the reality that has been manifested around you. God is extremely merciful, and his punishment is the worst punishment, which is the truth about reality. When reality hits you, it hurts. And how many times have you hurt another entity that experiences pain, but reality lets you slip by unscathed? Again, God to me is reality, as per what the Quran states. God states in the Quran that everything in the skies and the lands has submitted to God. That is something that is very true. Everything around you is forcefully enslaved to that reality that is present in front of us. In the Quran, God addresses individuals and groups by saying, oh, so-and-so. For exact, for quick examples, O messenger, O believers, O Jews, O Christians, O disbelievers. Yet the phrase O Muslims or O submitters is not present anywhere in the Quran because again, everything has already given into the reality and cannot go outside it. What Islam is, or willful submission, is the acceptance that whatever you put in your pot, you will be eating. Islam is submitting to what God has revealed is the best ingredients to put in yourself to be the best you can be for yourself, for your society, and for the rest of the world and the humanity. The Quran teaches you how to think, how to handle yourself in various situations, and how to react to what other people and whatever thoughts that seem to come out of nowhere. The Quran teaches you to filter what is beneficial and what will harm you, whether right away or in the long run. As a human, it is very hard to see the consequences of our actions in the very long run. 
In fact, what I listed is the goal for any person who is striving to achieve. If you choose to be lazy all day and sit and do nothing, reality said that you get nothing. The proof is in the reality. The self-help book industry was worth $10.5 billion in 2020. The behavior therapy enterprise is close to $16 billion. There are countless videos online teaching you the best mentality or mind state or tricks to achieve a more meaningful life. And everyone here is to have a more meaningful life. There are characteristics and habits that are admired, while others that are frowned upon and hated. The reality is found anywhere in the world. This reality is found anywhere in the world. People like others to be honest or just. They admire those that work hard and keep a polite and innocent demeanor. Yet it's generally accepted they do not like to be lied to or bullied out of their right or oppressed, nor do people like to be putting put down in condescending manners. Furthermore, one does not need to have the Qur'an to become a good, successful, and respected human being. This can be achieved through trial and error and self-reflection, as many people have. The truth is the truth, and that's evident. God is stating that he loves cleanliness. Everyone here loves cleanliness. That is the truth. And if you are a person that doesn't value cleanliness, it speaks volume about who you are generally. A person that isn't going to be accepted in society easily. When it comes to reviews of places, one of the most discussed things is cleanliness. Other than cleanliness, God in the Quran states that he loves those who are aware, those who strive to do good things, the patient and trustworthy. My opponent, who has a small part of God, loves all those values without having the Quran, and that's reality. God in the Quran states that he does not like corruption, transgressors, ingratitude, treachery, boastful people, excessive people, and wastefulness, which again, all of these is humans we do not like dealing with. And when we deal with such characteristics, it's generally accepted for them to be labeled as evil or bad. But as stated, we reach these conclusions without the Quran, as we already have as an international community. However, it has been a bumpy road, and people had to learn from a lot of mistakes. And yet they are not able to achieve the maximum. The issue is that some mistakes and errors can affect us for a very long time, or downright just ruin the life of some people with very low chance of recovery. A wise person should learn from the mistakes of others or the strategy of winners. Out of the mercy of the Lord, he sent us a book, which is a shortcut to achieving a satisfactory life, predominantly in your mental and then secondary in the physical. You find a meaningful existence built on serving the greater purpose, built on love, truth, and dedication. Despite being outnumbered by people who self-serve and make the world a terrible place, the Quran promotes a honest, and uh, promotes honesty and to stand up for the truth no matter what, even against your own parents if you have to, because society will only thrive with the truth. It explains that you are part of the world and you are responsible for the earth because God, because you have been favored over all creatures that are on earth, but that you will be leaving the world to also go build in another world. Right now, it is your responsibility to take care of the world, and that can only be achieved by honest work. This is what Islam teaches. Feed who needs to be fed, help the animals and not abuse them, take care of the plants and the oceans, clean what needs to be cleaned, and fix what needs to be fixed. Find ways to scale the operation of humanity with what the reality is exposing to us and information that helps us through science, technology, and other fields. The reality is that whatever you do, you will answer for it because all your inputs have a chain reaction and a predetermined output, which you do not know how far it will go or ripple through the universe. One healthy meal and some kind words to a travel traveler can result for that traveler to be able to reach his home where he raises children that change the world. 
You helped in that process. You were part of something beneficial for the world. You should strive to be part as many, to be part as many chains that you will believe will be beneficial for humanity. It will give you a feeling of actual fulfillment. But the opposite is there too, so watch out. As an extreme example, if you murder somebody, you cut the chain of so many people that can come strive, experience love, have a part of this world, and have a meaningful life, and enjoy what humanity should be striving towards. And a minor example is that if you insult a sensitive person who ends up staying in their bed all day, then he misses all their opportunities for them to make a world a better place for that day. You cause that pain. The Quran states that you will answer for it. God states in the Quran that you have a duty towards your parents, your relatives, to the hungry, to the sick, the homelessness, the travelers, the prisoners, the orphans, your neighbors. God tells you to forgive those that transgress against you because you have a better chance of going back to stability and a peaceful setting where we can all grow. The reality also dictates that because humans have ultimately the free choice of deciding whether to work towards the future or just to become self-indulgent over time, when things are comfortable, people turn to becoming self-serving and they forget the objective and corruption will become rampant and living conditions become difficult. That's the truth about humans. God is warning us of those conditions that we ourselves cause by not accepting the objective reality that's in front of us, which is whatever you put in the pot, you will be eating. Quite simply, Islam is teaching you the right morals, attitude, and work that you need to have. It is expressing to you the world is full of opportunities and find one to serve our real reality and not the fake illusions that society likes to build up with falsehood and lies. Islam is telling you that since you have been created, you will live forever and everything you do now is affecting the futures in ways you do not know. So be sincere in your striving. Islam is true because it only produces the best version of you possible. That has the ability to outlive their time on earth. As long as you have the courage to shed the falsehood from what you have heard about mainstream Islam and other falsehoods that people like to associate to reality, which is not associatable, the further you are from reality. And the more twisted your worldview is, the more torture and pain you cause to yourself in your mind. The best examples of Muslims are people who willfully submitted that they need to put the best inputs in the world in the name of God, our reality are Adam, Noah, Abraham, Israel, Isaac, Ismail, uh, Moses, Jesus, Mary, Jacob, Job, Lot, Muhammad, and many others who their names still circulate today. Peace upon them all. Because they strive to be the best humans they can be, their ripples are still felt today, and they are often remembered for their great morals and mentality, not for their businesses, nor their wealth, or horses and cars. All of what is beneficial in self-help books all what, you, all what would make society strive, and all the ingredients required for you to achieve internal peace, the Quran has them covered and explains in the best details. The awareness of judgment day and that you will be answering for all inputs keeps both you and all of humans in check. But if that awareness is non-existent, then society crumbles. Thank you very much and uh, looking forward to the rest of the debate. Thank you very much for that opening, Mohammed. Want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. I'm your host, James, and we hope you feel welcome. No matter what walk of life you're from, Christian, Muslim, atheist, you name it, we're glad that you're here. Hit that subscribe button as we have many more debates coming up. With that, we'll kick it over to Matt for his opening as well. Thanks for being with us, Matt. Thank you for having me, and thank you to uh, Mohammed for suggesting this debate the debate's supposed to be is islam true 
uh, which I think this is the fifth such debate that I've had with a Muslim apologist. And unlike most of the other debates on this particular subject, my opponent today sent me an email describing his positions. Um, and I may end up having to call him Mo at some point, which we've agreed upon just so there's not confusion between him and uh, the prophet as the founder of Islam. But um, as he mentioned, he rejects uh, all of the Hadith. He relies on reason and subjective understanding was what was, he was mentioning to me in the email. He accepts the objective truth of the Quran. I don't know what that means necessarily, but we can get into that. Uh, he accepts evolution. He views his particular denomination as more analogous to Unitarian than Catholic. Cool, whatever. Uh, and we're not focused on the prophet because that's not what the Quran's focused on. And I can understand why. His religion is universal, international, not tied to specific understandings of Arabic words. And, um, you know, he, he gave me definitions. Islam is submission. Religion is the law, which he said is everything is lawful to you except for that which is limited to you, which is, sorry, it's a tautology. It's useless. That's like saying everything's good except for what's not good. Um, and this includes the limits you put on yourself. Uh, worship is better described as servitude, and the religion is about guidance and not structure. The more you get away from falsehood and idolization and addictions, the closer you are to the truth. Except that's not true. Truth is that which comports with reality, and addiction is a part of it, and people idolize things, and they may still understand uh, truth and speak the truth and know the truth. Um, but his final thing was that God is reality, which you heard in his opening. I haven't heard that from a Muslim before, and I find that uh, interesting. We'll see where it goes. So in a debate about is Islam true, given those definitions, what are we saying? Are we saying since Islam is submission, does that mean we're saying is submission true? Well, no. Submission is just a noun. It's not a statement with a truth value that can be assessed. So to say Islam is true or submission is true is nonsense. We have to be talking about the religion of Islam, the law. But that law consists of whatever he feels like, including that's good and whatever restrictions he puts on himself as well. So what we need and this is critical, is a specific list of tenets that are the religion slash law slash doctrines, and then those particular tenets must be defended and shown to be true before we can claim that Islam is true. That is all that matters for this debate tonight. Whether or not you find something uh, nice or agreeable, or if you find some tenet of Islam uh, you think is wonderful, etc. Has he done that in his opening? I don't know, because I wrote this ahead of time. Uh, unfortunately, my opponent has kind of set this up as a sort of impossible task, I think. Because if we're not going to talk about scientific claims, as we have in several previous debates uh, on the subject of Islam, that's a nice departure. Um, but now you don't have anything really of substance to get to. And by the way, whatever the Quran got right... Um, in addition to the things that it got wrong on scientific discoveries, that there's no demonstration that that's because of a connection to a God. There's not supposed to be any appeals to the founder of Islam being a prophet or the prophet uh, being a good person, which avoids all the clear evidence that he wasn't a good person and that we lack evidence to support him being a prophet or that there anyone could be a prophet. And that's key because if God is just reality, then how can there be a prophet? Reality merely is. It's not a thinking agent. It's not an actor. We have no justification for thinking of reality as an agent with desires, offering guidance, and having profits. Though it can certainly have admirers, I'm a fan of reality. I just don't see any value in suggesting that reality is God. And even if I were to look at and revere reality as a God, that doesn't mean that reality has any intent. 
Moreover, if I were to accept that reality is God, that not only wouldn't lead me to Islam, it wouldn't lead me to any religion with any sort of personal deity. Is, is reality personal? No. Did it create itself? I don't know. Did it always exist? Is it perfect? Does it have desires? I have no idea, but it certainly doesn't seem so. But the Quran, or the recital, claims that it was revealed by Allah, and that Allah will protect it. Surah 15.9. It's nonsensical to claim a recitation without a reciter, without an agent reciter. I've seen no evidence that reality can or does recite anything. I've seen no evidence that reality has an angel Gabriel to recite anything for it. It ties directly to Abraham, whose God was clearly not merely reality. It supposedly explains everything, Sir 1689, yet it doesn't, as we've discovered new things since then and new problems that it can't hope to address without a massive amount of adding to the text from other sources. If there is a God who inspired or dictated the Quran, then that God is either uh, then the Quran is either perfect and incapable of error, or it isn't. Now, I don't know if my opponent tonight holds the view that the Quran is perfect. We can talk about that and try to find out, but there's many that do. And there's many that hold that, that God, whether it's equal to reality or not, is in some way perfect. And the Quran, though, not only contains errors, like getting Mary and Miriam confused, but it also contains an obvious glaring error, which ironically exists in its attempt to pretend that it is without error. In Surah 482, it says, Will they not then ponder on the Quran? If it had been from other than Allah, they would have found therein much incongruity. This is a logical fallacy, and it could not have come from the mind of a perfect God or any being who understands the significance of logical reasoning fallacies, which, by the way, I don't think reality has any understanding of logical reasoning or fallacies. It could come from the mind of a human, though, and I certainly agree that it could come from someone who has a very keen uh, sense of reality, as long as they aren't particularly knowledgeable about reason. 482 is a fallacy. It's possible for someone to write a text that contains no errors, no contradictions, and no incongruities without that text being inspired by or dictated by a god. I can do it right now. And anyone could improve the Quran by correcting any of its errors, including the one here in Surah 482. For example, let me rewrite it now. Will they not then ponder the Quran? If it had been from other than Allah, one might wrongly expect it to be full of incongruity. But this expectation is unreasonable. The truth of the recital isn't in its perceived perfection, but in its concordance with the facts of reality. So you're welcome, Muslims. I've just improved your Quran. Uh, don't feel too bad about it. I did the same thing with the Bible years ago. I proved that I could write a better book than the Bible by rewriting it word for word, reversing its position on slavery, and it would by definition be a better book. What's the fallacy I'm, I'm hearing people ask? Well, if you put it in syllogistic form, it's a lot easier to spot, especially if you start to change the terms. And so premise one, if it's from Allah, it will not have imperfections. Premise two, the Quran has no imperfections. Conclusion, therefore, the Quran is from Allah. But that's like saying, if it's raining, the sidewalk will be wet. The sidewalk is wet, therefore it's raining. The fallacy is called affirming the consequent. Because the sidewalk might be wet even if it's not raining. Maybe a sprinkler had been running. And the Quran might be without imperfection even if it's not from Allah. But it's not without imperfection. This single verse is the most ironic example, but hardly the only one.
But that doesn't matter as much tonight because I'm not sure that Muhammad thinks God or reality is perfect or that it inspired the recital or that it's uh, reasonable at all. So the question that matters is, what are the specific tenets that he believes are true? And what is the methodology to demonstrate that they are true? Because he likes reason and remember from the email, subjective understanding, which is noted is just a way of setting up a scenario so that if you can't demonstrate your version to be true, via reason and evidence, you can still claim it to be true in your subjective understanding. Fortunately, though, with no clear tenets, no agent God or religion that includes whatever you like, a flawed book that serves as the source of religion, and no demonstration of a method to tie his subjective understanding to reality, that means my work here is done. With no clear Islam to investigate, no reasonable person could ever conclude that Islam is true. But I'm interested in whether he has reasonable responses to these objections or if we find that it's all just a matter of subjective understanding. If nothing else, we'll get to hear how someone who may be viewed as more of an apostate than me can defend the vague and ill-defined and still call it Islam and claim that it's true. But claiming that it's true is not the same as demonstrating that it's true. Thank you. Thanks for that opening, Matt. And with that, folks, we're going to go into the open dialogue. This will be about 55 minutes or so. Then we'll have Q&A at the end. So if you happen to have a question, fire it into the old live chat. Tag me with at Modern Day Debate. Or if you use a super chat, those will go to the top of the list. And if you didn't know this, Modern Day Debate is available via podcast. So if you haven't looked us up on your favorite podcast app yet, you really should. It's 100% ad-free. You can listen to podcasts anywhere you are, no matter how bad your service is. So listen to debates on the go by finding Modern Day Debate on your favorite podcast. That, thanks very much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. Appreciate the uh, opening statement, Matt. I uh, just wanted to ask you a question in regards, to, well, let me first answer the question and I want to turn it back to you. You you said that, what is a prophet? So God defines in the Quran and a prophet, you, you said that I didn't give anything to define what a prophet is. And you did ask the question, what is a prophet at this point? Or, I, sorry, I didn't I, say either of those. No, no, sorry. You didn't go ask, ahead. Uh, in your opening statements, you said that God has sent prophets, but if the reality is complete, then why is he sending prophets? I think that's what's something that you alluded that, to. I, I didn't say that in my opening. I didn't ask what is a prophet. Um, I don't Not know what word opening, by word. Sorry? I don't think verbatim you didn't ask that, but this is what I understood like a, as a summary of one of the statements that you were saying when you were talking about the prophet. Oh, Okay. Uh, I don't think anything like that was in my opening, but go ahead. You ask whatever you want. Uh, sorry, at the beginning of your statement, or like your opening statement, you were saying that I didn't allude to anything about the prophets and that if reality, uh, sorry, you were talking about God and that why would God send a prophet, I think was something along. No, what, what I said was in your email that you acknowledged that you weren't going to be focused on the prophet because the Quran isn't focused on the prophet. And what I said about, um, I didn't say why would God send a prophet. Um, I was talking about if God is reality. I don't see any justification for how reality could send a prophet or how reality could do anything like that. Okay. So I was understanding that point as you like, why would reality or how could reality send a prophet? Well, because you're, as you said, you're, you're trying to disconnect from the, like the, the, the objective of why we are in this reality, which is very difficult for us to deduce because it, it is something that maybe is a little bit higher for us as as our understandings of human beings, but we we obviously each of one of us is giving ourselves a self-purpose, right? I'm not relating that back to God, but I'm saying that we as humanity, we start to differ when we're supposed to be a single unit. Like it, our communities, our 
our uh, us as a creature, we would be able to expand and be a better human, uh, like a better society if we came together as a one unit. So this is why people like prophets come is just so that God sends them instructions to help the people what they differ in so that they can come back and strive to try to become a single community again. Okay. I, I don't see how that has anything to do with tenets of Islam or how it's true, nor does it have anything to do with what I was addressing. I understand that there are people um, who are going to be viewed as leaders to right. guide us toward what they see as a perceived goal, but that doesn't mean that they are prophets from a God. You'd need a way to demonstrate that they are, in fact, prophets from a God. You don't get, just get to assume that. Uh, well, the the, uh, the the reason why people did claim that they were prophets and people did believe them is because they came with a clear authority. So the clear authority is that they were able to speak very well on what the truth is, what the reality is. And some of them did come with supernatural. In, uh, but me and you didn't witness those, so I'm not going to allude to those. I do believe in matters of faith. Uh, that those did occur, but for you, I understand this that, is also, that is, uh, this is also addressing a question I didn't ask. I didn't ask why people believed them, but you, you talk about perceived authority. I don't recognize this authority, and I don't see that you've demonstrated any authority. But but you're asking about the leadership. You said that there's people that send our leaders, and I'm saying that the authority that comes to them is what makes them a leader. It's, it's like it's very, well, nowadays it's just because there's more physical power. Back then, the leader kind of became a leader because people trusted him. People gave him that, the that leadership. That has nothing to do. Is it possible that there were people who trusted false leaders that aren't speaking the truth? Yes, that is okay. possible. So, so then whether or not they're a leader and whether or not people believe them is irrelevant to whether or not it's true. So let's try and stick, but, with, but things that, thing. so try and stick with things that demonstrate truth, not things that are irrelevant to truth. Okay, so when you're saying one thing that you did make a mistake is you did say that uh, Muhammad is the founder of Islam, where... Islam existed before Muhammad. This is the thing that I'm sure, trying to I, that, that's That's completely fair. Um, there is a context in which people would view, outsiders in particular, would view Muhammad as a founder of this. But from within there, it would be, be viewed as that Allah is the founder and that it was recited via Gabriel to Muhammad. I don't know if you believe any of that, but um, sure. Okay. okay, so the point that I'm making is you're going back to what people have done after the message came of Muhammad, and then they hijacked the term Islam and labeled it that. But when I'm saying that Islam existed by pro prior to Prophet Muhammad, so the notion or the concept of what Islam is, is something that was present in the world, and it's something that was existing, that the people at the time of Prophet Muhammad understood, just like the people before Prophet Muhammad also understood. So Islam is not uh, Islam is not based on just the Quran. So Islam exists outside of the Quran is what I'm trying to explain. So you were saying and, that- And none of that matters because the, the subject of tonight's debate is whether or not it's true, not whether or not some concept that you want to identify as Islam um, existed prior to the Quran. That's but, irrelevant to whether or not it's true. But now that goes back to my opening statement of what Islam is. Islam is something that it's very simple because you are living it. God did say that everything in the world, in the skies, in the lands, have already uh, lillah. They already submitted to God. Which well, you, goes just, back you just once again said what God said, but you haven't demonstrated that there is a God or that God has ever said anything. You're just saying what you believe. If we're going to have a discussion about whether or not Islam is true, you don't get to say God said this. You get until you demonstrate that, in fact, God did say something. Okay, but uh, so the point that I was trying to make is, yes, you're, you're going back to saying, trying to put it, attach it to God directly. 
but let me first demonstrate on how, what Islam is, right? And then we can come back to where these people are getting these inspirations to say that this is from God. Because as I explained to you, which you quickly put to the side and you said it's not possible, but you don't, you don't really give me a reason or something that breaks from our understanding of what people call as God, right? Like that, the attributes of what we uh, understand as God is fitting reality. So no, it I'm doesn't. Telling- no, it doesn't. You asserted that in there. Um, uh, does reality, you, you asserted during your opening, um, a number of things which are simply false and not true to reality. Yeah, that that reality has the attributes. You said the reality has the attributes of God. That reality yeah. is infinite. You don't know that. That reality knows your thoughts. You have no. You haven't justified that. Wait. How, does, so, how do you? How can you show that reality knows my thoughts? Are you part of reality? Yeah. Yeah. But that's part of reality is not reality. Well, just Matt, like Matt, Matt. just like my fingernail doesn't know my thoughts. A part of something isn't the whole. That's a logical fallacy. It well, is wait, the fallacy of composition. It's not fallacy of composition when you yes, are part is. of reality. Therefore, if you are thinking in reality, reality no. is aware of it because that became No, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's not true because it's, a, it's simply a fallacy of composition. Just like my fingernail is a part of me, but my fingernail does not know what I know. So wait, you are dominant over reality at that point because you do, like you thinking it doesn't, it doesn't become part of reality. That reality is not uh, like... Reality has not encapsulated that thought for that thought to be true. Like you, Real- you understand what you're doing. Like you're saying that reality does not know the true thought. No, that I'm you saying you that- haven't demonstrated. If you're going to assert that reality knows my thoughts, besides just me knowing my thoughts, you have to actually demonstrate that. But you but also you- said that God told us uh, that for us to be optimal, we should avoid lying. When did God tell us that? God, God in the Quran clearly states that. How do you- that's not a demonstration. How do you demonstrate that God told us anything? Well, you see, the, that's what I'm trying to explain. So if people are alluding, uh, not alluding, aligning with the reality, right? And they're working with the uh, sort of like um, the collective of what we're understanding, the truth and the reality, God works through them. This is this is you being part of it. So yes, it wasn't God himself speaking the Quran, but it God spoke- How do you know that? But you're, you're saying spoke, God didn't because speak it came the Quran? out of Prophet Muhammad because it came out of Prophet Muhammad. So God used Prophet Muhammad's mouth and voice to speak these words. So, but, so yeah. God didn't dictate the Quran to Prophet Muhammad. Yes, he through, did. He, yes, so he God did. God dictated the Quran through through Gabriel to Prophet Muhammad. Correct. He gave him the message. So through, then there shouldn't be any imperfection, right? Okay. So now we're going to the imperfection. Uh, I was going to answer your question in regards to like uh, uh, the the question about. Prophet Muhammad being the founder of Islam, going back to what Islam is, and then showing you how it attaches to reality. Because everything that is what is taught in Islam prior to Prophet Muhammad still attaches to reality. But when you're going to come down to the question in regards of the Quran is error-free, uh, the confusion of Mary, has there's there's many, many conversations that occurred where it is uh, alluding to the uh, to, to still um, Virgin Mary. But the disconnect is that God has said the words in a way so that it is ambiguous for people to to that want to find an error. They find an error because it's it's still a. I, I pointed out a fallacy. I, I did. I barely mentioned Mary and Miriam. Why aren't you going with the obvious fallacy in for for eighty two? A logical. It's like you don't understand or don't know what logical fallacies are. There's the fallacy of composition that just because my brain knows something about my thoughts doesn't mean my fingernail knows, and just because my fingernail is hard doesn't mean that my thoughts are hard. It does 
doesn't go, you can't ex expand the properties either direction. But in 482, it specifically commits the fallacy of affirming the consequent. Why don't you address that? Well, Matt, I was trying to get done with with Marion. I was going to. I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it in passing. It's like I, I didn't even. I didn't it, so even answering, guarantee you, you that the people watching this right now have no idea what I meant or what you meant or what anybody means by the confusion over Mary and Miriam. I test that aside because that was something we weren't going to actually just address. But go ahead. Uh, but you mentioning it means that this is an error that's in the Quran that I addressed. Now, when we're going to talk about 482, when God is saying, do they not ponder on the Quran? But at this point, he's putting it down into what humanity is. It's not what God is. God is himself is not saying that, like he's not making an assertion in the point that it is from God. God has no contradictions. Therefore, this book has no contradictions. Or let me, uh, the, uh, the question. Yeah. So it's the, the here, when he brought it down to the, uh, to the mind of humanity, if someone is going to preach over 10 years and it is coming directly from him, how many contradictions will that person come through? That's it. It's, you're taking it as if you're reading it from the book. And one day it came, it was written down, as you said, which you did do a straw man fallacy because God didn't just give you two reasons why it's from That's God. a fucking lie. That is a lie. There is no straw man fallacy here. I read the... Uh, I was talking about a different point, but you did interrupt me. You were saying that if a book... Yeah, and I'll keep interrupting too, especially if you're going to accuse me of a straw man fallacy. I keep bringing up fallacies and you've done nothing to re rehabilitate them. And now you want to accuse me of a straw man. Present the straw man fallacy that you're accusing me of right now. Okay. You can take it down a notch. It's just, I don't need to take shit down a notch. You accuse like me you of do. a fallacy while you're tap dancing to avoid a fallacy. Tell me what fallacy no, I committed or I'm, retract I'm it. No, I'm not going to be tolerated. Be, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit here and tolerate someone pretending that I was dishonest in argument while they are demonstrably being dishonest in argument. So point out the fallacy or retract it. Well, Matt, just let me explain my position because I'm not here saying that you're being dishonest or it's something that's... Yes, wait, you wait, are. Wait. Yes, you are in presenting... See, this is really simple. You're either going to explain the straw man fallacy that you just accused me of... I'm trying. ...or you're going to retract it or, no, or we'll move on to something else because I'm not putting up with shit like that. Well, Matt, when you said that uh, uh, the Quran states that because it is from God that it, it, it has no contradictions, right... And that uh, it has no contradictions and that some and no other book can be written from it. And therefore, that it's, the other books can have that same features. At that point, that was, I apologize, a straw man, because God gave a lot more reasons why it is from God. So that's that's where I saw that you could have, which you did, do a straw man fallacy on why God gave as a proof that it's from God. That's all. There's no straw man fallacy there. I presented what it says and I put it in syllogistic form, something that you seem undo, unwilling to actually do. So we'll leave it to everybody else to determine whether or not I actually committed a straw man or whether you're avoiding fallacies. How do you reconcile that 482 Matt, says God, what God it also sa said? Oh, God also said, yeah, because we're, we're still at that point. God also said that this book is confirming the books before it. And this is why it's also another reason. Which has God nothing to do with what it says in 482. I'm not talking about 482. I'm talking about I am. the Quran fallacy. I but, am. I, I presented I'm, a fallacy in the Quran. God in 482 I, is talking from the perspective of humanity, not from God. It's a God fallacy. In, it's not a fallacy. It is, is it absolutely a fallacy. A fallacy. From, from it is affirming the consequence. 
is affirming the consequent. I, I defined it. I put it in structure and I put it in syllogistic form. The fact that it's in conversational form where you want to tap dance and talk about how it's addressing the books that came before or whatever else what is irrelevant. Matt, but that's not what I said. I'm talking about the straw man fallacy that you did on why it's a proof from God. That's different. When it comes to 482, you're attaching it from the sight of God, where I, God is talking about the sight of humanity. So it's humans themselves cannot produce a book like this over the span of however long it was it is uh, revealed to the prophet. Is it possible? Without is it possible? Is it possible for there to be a book that is not inspired by a God, which does not contain incongruities? So it is possible Thank for you. books. One second. Um, but let me let me it ask was a you yes question. or no question. It doesn't require yes. anything other than yes, it's possible. And okay, this, not, you know, this out of respect, passage, you're asking me a question. Let me ask you a question back. I don't oh my god, go ahead. So, yes, it is possible for a book to not have contradictions. It's impossible for a human to keep speaking about a same topic for 16 to 20 years to 10 years, however long the period was, okay. And not have contradictions with what he's saying, because Matt, if I review all your videos, so so you're saying it's not possible for anyone to speak on a subject for many years and not have incongruities. It's not possible for humanity, no, for a human being to stay talking about a subject and not contradict himself. It's not possible, and this is the presentation. You're you're wrong. You're wrong. But that's all right because you're just going to keep asserting stuff as true without demonstrating it. Well, well, to you, anything that does align with reality and truth is just an assertion because you want empirical no, evidence sir. for something that's very No, evident. sir, and stop pretending that you're actually going to be ad- addressing my model of the world at all. We're here to address yours, but you haven't presented anything. Do you, well, have you, have you haven't given I, us a mechanism? You've barely d- done anything definition-wise. And when I point out a fallacy, you just accuse me of a straw man and then pretend that it's not a fallacy when it is. It's the fallacy of affirming the consequent. Well, one it's, verse it's in the obvious Quran, to anybody. Well, one verse, one verse in the Quran, God says that the people that do uh, align with a false reality, it's very difficult for them to comprehend and, and speak the truth or listen. So, <laughs> what when I said, are, are, as you, I, as you're admitting, are you suggesting you're admitting, that I comprehend a false reality and therefore it's? Are you are you attacking you know, what me I'm comprehend- with what, what I'm the Quran to- says? Like I give a shit what the Quran says? I know you don't, but Matt, what I'm trying to say is that straw man should. fallacy, it's garbage. you didn't listen to me. That's the problem. You didn't listen to me. The straw man oh, fallacy is not about I, 482. Sir, sir I listened so you to you and I listened problem. to your opening. And when you started talking after my opening, it was very clear to everybody that you didn't actually listen to it and understand what I was saying. So if you're going to keep accusing me of not listening to you, um, that's not going to go very well. Because I took copious notes and wrote down the things that you said that were false. And when I'm sitting here trying to get you to address an actual fallacy, because you think that God inspired or God uh, recited through Gabriel to Muhammad, a book that is without imperfections, and I pointed to a fallacy, you have no way to rehabilitate that. But when I addressed the fallacy, and I also uh, I, I also showed a fallacy with you with the straw man. You thought I was talking about a straw man in four eighty two, which is not the case. No, this I didn't. The problem. This, you, you are incapable of listening. I did not think that you were saying that I, there was a straw man in four eighty two. You accused me of saying there was. Uh, you accused me of committing a straw man. Yes, and you then did. you couldn't present one. I did present one. No, sir, you did not present one. And this is this is anyway. Continue. Go ahead with whatever you whatever you'd like to address. This is how it goes with people that just keep denying everything. Because when I did present the straw man to you, you went back to forty eight four eighty two, so you don't address it. So I'm going to keep going back to four eighty two until you acknowledge that it's fallacious or show that it's not. 
it's not because God is talking from the eyes of humanity, not from the eyes of God. While you attached it to God, I'm you sorry, said God sir. has no contradiction. I'm sorry, sir, but a logical argument isn't from the eyes of anybody. It is factual statements, premises that lead to conclusions. It is not different from God's perspective than it is from humans' perspective. If God's perspective is different from logic, then God is illogical. You don't understand the foundations of logic if you're saying that to avoid a fallacy, God's talking about it from humans' perspective perspective instead yes, of God's is. perspective. You are, you just don't understand logical fallacies. I mean, one of your premises has failed when you didn't know the subject. You put the subject as God when the subject is human. That's the failure in one of your premises. Humans in over a long period of time are a contradictory being, not God, not reality. Rally, reality doesn't contradict itself. I find it hilarious that, that your point is that it can't contain an imperfection and you're arguing for why it does contain an imperfection. No, no, the imperfection is what you are understanding. That's ah, okay. So, and, and that will answer cool. a different question. To cool you. story. Thanks, bro. Do you want me to text it? You can read it later if you want. I don't need to read it later. I, I've wasted enough time on ridiculous things. Move on to the next thing. Okay. So, in which was a nice segue because we were talking about a uh, subjective manner of the uh, of the Quran. So, me reading a, a verses with a, a an honest mind, an open mind. I can understand certain things from the Quran that will lead me into a path for me to be a doctor, while someone else will read the same verses that they would end up being a lawyer. And these verses guide humanity in different ways. That's the subjective nature of the Quran. But when it comes to the objective reality, is the moral values that I list, which you don't want to touch because you're saying, oh, that's that's just nothing. But that's literally what the Quran is here for. That's the reason why Prophet Muhammad dominated over all other mentalities, because his mindset was the best mindset at the time. And it still dominates. Why? Because of these concepts that are in the Quran. To be fair, to be honest, to 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 discuss the things that 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 are beneficial. But I guess those topics you don't want to talk about. Sorry, was there a question or something in there? Because once again, you, you are making a whole bunch of assertions, but you haven't given us anything to demonstrate that Islam is true or why Islam is true. During your opening, you included a bunch of things that simply aren't true. Um, uh, God is reality and the features of reality match up with God. Um, reality allows for good or evil. Reality doesn't present any punishment. Reality doesn't present any justice. The truth is that people get away with things. You said if you choose to be lazy all day, reality says you get nothing. That's not true. There are plenty of people who spend their entire lives lazy because they've inherited wealth or they don't contribute anything uh, to society that's worth producing. The, the society, reality isn't fair. There are people who get what they don't deserve. That's just the way it goes. Now, everyone values cleanliness, but everybody doesn't have the same definition of cleanliness, and not everybody necessarily values uh, values cleanliness the way you want to pretend that it does. The, the notion that reality um, is like a god, it would be to say that reality is capricious and does not care does not impose any sort of justice, does not impose any sort of strictures, allows people to be whatever they want, and is functionally identical to a God not existing. Okay, so when you're saying that reality is capricious, that it does not have justice, actually reality is very just in a sense where that what you strive for is what you get. So the person... No, sir. Saying, yeah, it is. What you strive for is what How you get. How many people strive to be see, wealthy I, and I don't achieve speak, it? You don't let me. 
It's not this. Oh, I let you speak. I'm just not going to let you bullshit. How many Matt, people you didn't are you suggesting finish? that people who strive for 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 financial gain man, always man. get it? No, that's not what I'm suggesting. There you go. Continue. I'm saying that when I'm saying what people strive, they get what they strive for. You but just said they, that they don't. You just you, you are literally contradicting yourself man, one man, sentence after the other. When people strive, they get what they earned. Is that better for you? No, they don't get what they earned. Yeah, they did because of all. No, they don't. Others input. It people does. get cancer that they didn't strive for. Because people of the get punished. Of others. People Matt, get wrongly convicted of crimes. People get wrongly convicted of crimes, and they get away with crimes, don't they? Matt, you're being don't they? overly technical. Don't they? You're being overly don't technical they? when you don't understand. Don't what they? I'm saying. That don't is they? a reality. But why don't does that they? happen? Don't they? Why did that happen? Don't it's they? Because of the don't they decisions? Of I can the do this all night. I know it's because you like to be childish. As I no, it's because I like to call out people who are not willing to address honestly what has been said. Matt, people who contradict themselves between one sentence and the other. If because you I'm not say using that the right people word that get what they you. do, people get away with crimes. James, this do man get away with crimes. I think people do get away from crimes. In case there's just in case there's a misunderstanding, because I I think there's in the chat, there's two different ways that some people are interpreting this. One, yep. it seems that some are interpreting it as in it's a universal rule, Muhammad, or in other cases, they're saying, are you saying that it's it's just a general principle? When I'm saying what people get what they earn while they're striving, it's including with everybody else's inputs. It's almost like what it is a science It's because of everybody else's inputs is the result. But as long as you're striving in that direction, whatever that path is getting is already predetermined. So what I'm trying to explain to you, and it's a very simple concept, is that the ingredients that you put in the pots is what you're going to be eating on a mental point of view, which is what Islam is doing. The physical is out of your out of your touch. The reason why people are born for cancer, it's because of the errors that the people came before them did. For example, I'm just giving, giving you a single example. But, but Us, going, I hate to interrupt, but just going back to the, this one might bring where there was maybe a misunderstanding is, in what you just said, I was trying to listen as carefully as possible, is okay. that I think that some are still thinking that there are a lot of counterexamples to the idea that you get what you earn. And so I think that there's still confusion in the chat where people are wondering if you mean it as like a general principle, like 75% of the time, 100% of the time, 51% of the time, uh, to understand, because that the way I understood it, and this is like a superficial understanding from me, because my, my attention was split with the chat, looking for questions is Matt was offering counterexamples of cases that you don't get what you deserve or you, you don't get what you earn, uh, something to that wording. And that's the kind of going back to that. Uh, there's, I think people are wondering. Correct. So when I'm saying you get what you earn is also including with everybody else's influences and input. So yes, it is always true. You're doing your input, and then there's other people's inputs. And then whatever happens out in the end is what you deserve because of everybody's input. This is what you earned. I'm not saying that it's always fair. It's not always going to be what you want it to be, but it's that's how reality is. It's you strive towards something, and people put their influences, and then the end result is out of your hands. But you are getting what you're working towards. This is like... Okay. Yeah. 
just in terms though just to be sure i understand so it sounds like you're willing to take the case uh the position that like in all cases and i think that your point maybe is still you're maybe trying to draw attention to like the causal input from everybody around you in terms of like your effort or what you earn but i think that prior to getting to that point matt was saying well wait like i don't accept this as a universal and it sounds like you were just willing to kind of bite the bullet and try to defend that it's like a universal okay like always and that's where i think matt is saying like it's totally not always even though so, so, i'll give you a chance to so, respond so from what i understood from that what he uh understood from what i said I, I don't know this is just an assumption is that when i said that every human has what they earn so it's like for if someone wants to be a doctor so he works hard and becomes a doctor that's what i think he understood from me or if somebody is trying to be wealthy he works and then he becomes wealthy that's not the point that i was making if that's what you guys are perceiving the point that i was making is that if you strive towards something and if the steps are there you get what you got but if other people influences that step, there is a result that's already predetermined and you still strive in that direction. That's what I'm saying. So it's like whatever you're putting in the pie, you're going to be eating. I hope that makes sense. I guess let's say for the sake of argument, like granting what you were saying, another question that some have had and maybe Matt can, uh, if, if you want to pick up from here, is that and maybe actually, Matt, you maybe know the answer. So if I missed it, even if we granted this, what you just said it's hard for me to tie it back to Islam therefore is true or even just more probable. I, I can't under, I don't understand how those are related. So what I'm saying is that uh, whatever you're putting into your life as values and ways that you are uh, living your life, there is a result that is an expected result. Islam is telling you the best ingredients so that you have a very good result in on whatever the or outside of whatever the actual physical result is so it's giving you the mentality to handle that anything that is thrown at you so uh to go back to the point that the human has whatever he's side like he's like striving towards is that um if you are striving to find for example a meaningful life you need to put the ingredients to get that meaningful life you might not get the life that you expected or the life that you wanted but internally in your mind, you, you can't achieve that, that purpose. So this is why I'm attaching it back to Islam, is the ingredients that you put is what you become. So you also, you, you also right. said that whatever you strive for is predetermined and that people get cancer because of people, what people before them did. So, right. you know, you can contradict yourself all day by saying you get what you strive for, but only if you do it right. And it may not be what you expected. Um, but all of those are useless tautologies, just like when you previously had implied that uh, the law is whatever the law is. Um, the, the notion that, so reality um, does not in any way seem to give people what it is that they strive for. You can have the best intentions and the best ingredients and you can get hit by a bus. You can do everything right and get terminal cancer before you get a chance to achieve whatever it is that you're striving for. There's no guarantee and no likelihood and no way to predict whether or not you're going to get what you strive for. What we do know is that also some people, without even striving for it, 
seem to be beneficiaries of huge amounts of privilege and other things. Either they inherited it from other people and did nothing to deserve it on their own. What the point was is that you suggest that God has the characteristics of reality, and the characteristics of reality do not stand up to what you would like to, to claim God has. Reality, has, there's no demonstration that reality is a thinking agent that it has any desires or goals. There's no demonstration that reality has any sense of justice. There's no demonstration that reality can actually impose justice and punish people or reward people in a way that is just rather than capricious. And when you talk about this, even after James has wandered around to try to find every way to rehabilitate this, all you've really said is whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And Nothing about whether or not Islam is true, but just that you find Islam teaches you how to cope with that or how to seek the things that you think are best, but you haven't demonstrated they're the best. You haven't demonstrated that God is consistent with the features of reality or that reality is consistent with the features of God. None of that. We're still on this debate of, is Islam true? And we haven't even begun to demonstrate anything that would demonstrate it's true, just that you like it and you can interpret things in such a way that you think it's consistent with reality, but reality doesn't care about us. Okay, but that's an assertion at that point. It is. And, and, and I fully, and, and I can give you countless examples that would seem to support the notion that reality does not have agency that seems to care about us. The fact that two-year-olds or one-year-olds die from all sorts of horrible disease or that a bus comes along. That isn't, that isn't consistent with the notion that some that reality is caring for someone. The fact that people get away with crimes that they shouldn't get away with if there was justice. And this is why religions, including Islam, make up a sense of justice that happens in some sort of afterlife. You asserted that uh, God states uh, that we're or that because we're created, we're going to live forever. You haven't demonstrated that we're going to live forever. There's no evidence that we're going to live forever. And the facts of reality don't suggest that we're going to live forever. The facts of reality suggest that we are going to cease to exist. How do you demonstrate that reality says we're going to live forever? Okay, so can I answer the points that you talked about prior, or do you want me to answer the point that you that you said right here? I don't know. So, the the last me, one's kind of a big one, but you can address whatever one you want. Yeah, no, I will. But just, yeah. So, okay. So the the reason why, like, say, for example, someone's hit with a bus or the terminal cancer, that is also the summation of all other uh, uh, variables and inputs of everybody else. It's not just your inputs. So this is why these events occur. If someone's hit by a bus, yeah, the, the driver's involved in that uh, incident. The driver's decisions, all his life led him up to that point, just like your decisions led you up to that point. So, What about a bolt that, of electricity? That, that what, what about a lightning bolt comes down and strikes you on the head? How's that the result of anybody else's actions? But again, you could use what you understand from science, that you were at a time where the environment was in that position for you to be there. And all your actions led you up to be standing there. But yes, that that is... That is the reality of what happened to you. This is what I'm not right. saying that this is what you earned, but this is what occurred to you. And if if you're dead, you're dead at that point. And now, which brings me back to the question that you are here forever. Okay, so for me, is the the objective reality that I find in the Quran. So it's like I say, for example, let's just summarize the Quran with ten verses. If I'm seeing that eight of them are reflecting to the reality in the inputs that I'm putting, it's telling me the outputs that I should expect, and I could find it. 
and it's and it's okay. So the Quran is not like physical input output. It's me speaking in a certain way. This is the reaction you're gonna get. If I'm seeing a a, a, a concise like methodology of how to handle myself from eight out of ten verses, and it's all accurate. At this point, it's for me safe for me to assume that the other two points that I can still not uh, evidently see or 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 like uh, witness yet that they will also be true. No, so sir, that's a fallacy. That that is absolutely fallacious. There there could be eight statements that were true and two that were false. Matt, I I understand that that is a possibility, right? But just y- yes, like how you made it, it's a fallacy for you to conclude that you can trust the other two. That is a fallacy, undeniable. Un- unresolvable, the fact that you might be convinced of it is independent from the fact that it is a fallacy, which means you cannot assert that it is reasonable to conclude that. But there's a track record. So there's a critical doesn't matter. History. It, it is. It, it does matter when it comes it, to It this does not is- mean that you. So, no, I'm sorry, but it's a logical fallacy. And a fallacy doesn't mean that it's false. It means that you cannot reasonably conclude that it's true. That is the problem with fallacies. And this is the problem with your line of reasoning, which also you haven't demonstrated the eight things are correct. You haven't demonstrated anything in Islam that's true. And you haven't answered the thing about a lightning bolt and how that's related to an action that somebody else took. Because your first example was, well, you know, when when cancer happens, you get hit by a bus. That's the result of a whole bunch of other people's decisions. Yes, it is. But if I'm walking down the street and I get struck by lightning... Oh, well, that's just the way, you know, you happen to be in that place at that time. And that means that's what happened to you. Yes, that's why we say reality is capricious and does not care about us. There's no demonstration that reality gives a crap about us, which is why people get struck by lightning and die. Actually, reality does show that it does give us preference over a lot of other creatures. So there is some there is some roles to us and there are benefits. Is there a harsh side to reality? Of course there is. That is something that we are dealing with and that's where we're coping. But there is a reason for this. Is there a harsh, harsh side to God? What? Is there a harsh side to God? Can, can of God just there is. is there is there a, a, a of course there is. A, this is gonna is, put is people there, in hell. Is there a side of God that will just arbitrarily strike you dead for nothing that you did? But it's not arbitrary. I just asked a question. Is there a side of God that will no. arbitrarily strike you dead? Without no, you because, having done something. No, because he's not oppressed. Then explain a lightning bolt killing someone. Matt, you're explaining the last five seconds of a person's life. but it's, it's You're ignoring the only part of a person's life that matters in this example, which is how they died. You're simultaneously saying that God has the characteristics of reality and that God will, will strike you down, uh, or you know that reality will strike you down for not doing anything, but that God that, won't. But what I'm trying to explain is that person that got struck by the lightning, I would like to know his thoughts and how he lived his life prior. It'd be really said, cool if you knew those thoughts, but you don't. And that means that your connection between God and reality is completely a fiction that you've invented because you don't know what that person's thoughts was. And, and you're, and, and you're, sitting here try, you're sitting here trying to suggest that it's just for someone to be struck down with by lightning. It is just for that person to be struck down by lightning because, yes. because I, I know you're, this is your case. It's just for that person to be struck down by lightning because God said that this is the programming of the world. And when these environments occur, this lightning bolt is going to hit. That person was at that 
that point of time where the lightning hits. That is a just system where there was no bending the rules for. You don't anybody. know what justice is. Your, no, your justice you is in, your justice your is. justice is indistinguishable from arbitrary capricious things. No, your justice comes from a side where it's what you presume as your own eyes and your own feelings is just. No, but sir, that's bigger, not the way justice. See, justice just. justice is getting what somebody deserves. That's it's justice. Mercy is a just. suspension of justice. And when you suggest that a, an act uh, uh, where an seemingly arbitrary act could have some justification in order to but claim that it's just. That it's you have betrayed every sense of justice. Justice means nothing if a lightning bolt might be just. If the person got hit by a lightning bolt, there was a reason for that person to hit by a lightning bolt. It's not just their cool. death. So when God is making a judgment like that, it is based not out of oppression, but it's based on what this person has earned. Yeah. So as I'm going back, to the it's point, incredibly second, sad for second. you to. Do, it's Matt, incredibly sad no, no, for you to do sad. that. When I'm it, saying no, it is sad because you've tossed earned. out the idea of justice because we try to distinguish justice as deserved results rather than just like a coin. Do you from think a coin? Do you, do you think a coin toss? From your perception, Matt. Do you? Th- Hold on. One second, it's not from my perception. I'm trying it to explain something to you, but you don't want to hear it because you know that it's going to show that you just said something that betrays all of justice. Is a coin tossed? If, if I toss a coin to determine if you live or die, is that just? On your end, no, it's not just. Is it just at all? It's not about just on anybody's end. Is it no, just? Not. No, okay. it's not. Okay, so a coin toss isn't just, but yeah. a lightning bolt might be. What if that lightning bolt was the result of a coin toss? You see, now you're making a question, what if? But that's, I'm telling you, when it comes down to All these of the things, questions are what if. I'm sorry that you didn't Matt, recognize that. Nobody here has actually been so struck by lightning. The, the point is, no, this isn't a conversation, for, it's for, a for debate. And you have tossed you out the notion of justice. The second you say that a coin toss isn't just, but a lightning bolt is. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't have a sense of justice at all. I do, Matt, when you're talking about justice, when, well, Sorry. There was some, I think you've piqued curiosity, Muhammad. Uh, one thing about the lightning bolt, uh, just to people who are wondering. Do I understand, right? You're, you're saying that anybody who gets hit by a lightning bolt is like especially uh, more immoral than others? That's not, I'm saying that's not immoral. I'm saying that God has judged for that person to get hit by a lightning rod. So what if God it, judged that coin toss see, to come up James, He doesn't let me speak. I just I don't need to let you speak to, because you then, keep then betraying this. Here, man? Like, just, Here's I'll the thing. You Here's right, the thing that is one stupid one about what you said. If God can determine the lightning bolt, God can determine the coin toss. That's the point. I just want to be sure that, so if I understood right, Muhammad, you were saying, no, it's not the case. So you clarified, just to, for anyone wondering in chat, and you're saying, no, it's not necessarily that they were more immoral. And then you it were was, saying that it's it's that Allah has decided, though, that this is his judgment on the person. That is the judgment for that person, for him to be struck by a lightning bolt. And, now, and, and Allah could also <laughs> judge that the coin toss... James, you, on, you answered I'll, the I'll question. Give well, I'll give you a chance to... Muhammad, I'll give you a, maybe 25 seconds. I just... Perfect. All of us, Please. all of us, uh, sometimes I wander when I give a response. And so I just, if we're, if it's as direct as possible in terms of maybe, uh, you know, like what's the, the direct answer just for people looking for clarification. And then like, if you want to unpack it a little bit, sometimes it's just that it's 
like I commonly do. Sometimes it's like the answer kind of wanders from left to right before getting there. And that's, you know, you're human, everybody does it. But in terms of you're saying that's all is judgment. And then I, I want to give you a chance to maybe another 20 seconds to finish. Okay, so when I'm saying that it's God's judgment, because you're just seeing what's outside is what you're perceiving as just as unjust. But God is also judging the person in his thoughts and what he's seeing other people, what he's doing to other people in mind in the physical. So for that person, his decisions in his life led for that strike to happen on him because of the summation of his actions. It's not just because of one action or, or just not because it's death. It looks that it's unjust to you, but it's going to be very just when you see his that man's full story. So no, I don't think someone that is, I don't believe, nor can you prove that if someone is a moral person and a good person getting struck by lightning, show me a story when that happened. give you a chance to respond matt i don't want to sorry i was trying to game of chess um so in in muhammad's thing it's just because god determined that the lightning bolt would strike that person but it's a coin toss isn't just which means allah can't determine a coin toss or muhammad is willing to say that uh, allah doesn't determine a coin toss because you can't throw out the coin toss and say that wouldn't be just unless you're also going to throw out the lightning bolt because if allah can can kill someone with a lightning bolt, then Allah can also dictate that coin toss. And Allah could look at that and say, you know what? This guy deserves it. So when they toss that coin to determine if he lives or dies, I'm going to make it come up heads. How did you rule that out? So Matt, when it comes to the coin toss and someone's decision saying that I'm going to kill you or let you live because of a coin toss. How did you rule that out? Oh my God, man. You, you really are someone who's very difficult to speak to because you keep interrupting. You're just no, not sure. I, I, I keep on you. point. I keep on point. How did you rule out well, I'm getting to the point, but you toss. keep, so when the man decided to do a coin toss, if a person lives or died, the injustice is from that part. But when the man threw the coin, wherever it landed, that was God's programming at that point. Then yes, God did determine the result of someone dying or not. If the person did die unjustly, God wanted that person to take that injustice so that he faces it on the day of judgment. It's a very simple concept. But if the man lived, yes, God did decide that. And just to quickly clarify the word Allah, which I sent you in the email, which I know you looked over very quickly because a lot of Christians don't want to admit it. And a lot of atheists don't want to admit it. There is no difference between the word Allah, the God. That's what it means. There is no Allah and an other deity. So I'm just saying the word God. So I don't know why you keep referring as if it's a different concept. Allah means God. I didn't, I'm not referring to anything as of a different concept. You're the one that said that a coin toss would not be just and that a lot and the lightning bolt would be. Now, now can I, we get back to whether or not Islam is true? Because none of this has anything to do with whether or not Islam is true. And while you seem to think that I'm the one that's wandering, I'm going to keep pushing back on the point. How do you demonstrate that Islam is true? The moral values and the inputs that you have to put in the world makes you the best human beings with what is described in the Quran from what all the other religions have discovered, which they have a small part of Quran. Uh, I mean, Islam has it comprehensive and that's been proven by every other person that adhere to these rules, which is uh, what okay. the limits are. And so, it, yes, sure. everything is like you can do whatever you want in the world except to what the authority is limiting you on. That's the definition of religion. Because there's a verse in the Quran when God says, al-Malik." So it's the religion of the king. This is for the story of Joseph. So what I was trying to explain to you is that you have the laws of your government, which is setting you your limits. And then there's the laws of nature, which is setting you your limits. At that point, those laws of nature is what God has dictated. 
But for example, God said that I could walk wherever I want, but the government can say that in these parts of the world, you can't walk. They made it like they forbid that. So these are the limitations between what God has limited and what human, human beings are limited. This is what I was trying to explain to you as a religion in the beginning. And these limitations that you could put to yourself and what the limitations that the governments put and what other limitations people put, this is what makes a society successful or not. The Quran is giving you the limitations that will make you the best human being. And the way that I can prove this is by what these limitations are. And, they're, and, and some of them I explained in the opening statements. The other ones are like, don't kill, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Be valid in your testimonial. Be as patient as you can. If someone transgresses against you, show forgiveness. If you want to have a good life, then always remember God. Just because now in the day, the, the day and age that we're in right now, people don't commit too many crimes uh, or do not try to commit too many crimes if a camera is present because they know there is a higher chance of them getting reprimanded. So people shy away from uh, causing corruption because of this constant surveillance. And they don't like this constant surveillance, and some people appreciate the constant surveillance. So what Quran is teaching you is that you are constantly under surveillance so that if you do not, if you do cause enough corruption in the world, or if you put negative energy in the world where it's going to harm other people, you will get struck by lightning. You will get a rock falling down on you. You will get negative effects in the world. So God will protect the other humanity, other human beings from you. So when it happens to you, it's not arbitrarily. It's because reality has dictated that this is the best course for the world. Yes, at, that, at the end point, just like how you made an assertion, I made that same assertion because I could clearly see it. Humanity could have, should have destroyed itself so many times back in history, but we still keep going because of these random events that help humanity. So is it possible that somebody could cause pain to somebody else and that they then live a long life uh, and die happily in bed? That is a... Uh, so I don't know about uh, live happily, die happily in bed. Right? You don't think that, I, I'm just asking if you think it's possible. Well, uh, if someone is like, if it's just a one-time deal, I'm not sure. But if someone who's habitually hurting other people and getting away with it scotch-free, with which so is it needs happening to be a habitual? lot. Uh, well, to me, it's, that's how habits are formed in the well, mind. In your, in your opening, you said that the Quran states that you will answer for causing pain. But Every, I've seen, but, but we have no way to demonstrate that people, that everybody who causes pain will actually answer for it, do we? Okay, so this goes back to the point where you were saying, which you were throwing away very quickly. I'm saying that because of these uh, clearly realities and the clear, clear truths that I am finding and other people are also finding in the Quran, those are the eight points that you could live and test and be in the world as you're talking to people. The other two is God is expressing to you that you will answer for your crimes because he will resurrect you. Just like how you were offline oh. and you became online. So what you're, you're saying is that if you don't, if you don't pay for your crimes in this life, you'll pay for them in some other life. When if well, technically you are paying for them in your life here because your mentality is not gonna. Your mentality starts to suffer the more the more uh, corruptions you do. So it's an internal punishment. But then you will also have to get punished later on for what you did for the people that you affected. So yeah, I'm just saying. You you said the Quran states that you'll answer for causing pain. What if somebody doesn't answer? What if I cause pain and I die immediately so that I never have to face any consequences for that pain? On your world, you didn't face the consequences, but because God is a just deity, the reality is telling you that you will be facing it. 
So it's no, not, no, sir. Reality is not telling me that I will no, be facing how it. Many criminals? I just I gave you an example right. of I caused someone harm and I immediately died. When when and how do I face uh consequences for that? Because you're asserting that it will be con- there will be only consequences. Yes, I'm I'm asserting by as what the Quran states from I don't, all the so, to, no hang we're, on. we're talking about Islam. Hang on. When you say this is what the Quran states, that yeah. doesn't matter. Because the, what the Quran states is not necessarily true. The purpose of tonight's debate is for you to demonstrate that it is true. And you don't get to just say that's what the Quran states. So how do you show that well, someone Matt, who causes someone pain and dies immediately is somehow going to pay for causing that pain? Well, this is the uh, the the point that I was trying to make is that Islam is giving you right the real what you need to do in this reality and it's also a prophecy and this is why god sends prophets of things that will occur and what he prophesized is that you are going to be resurrected and all your inputs that you're going to do or all the inputs that you did you will have to answer for it which is the motivation for why a lot of muslims why a lot of Muslims try to keep their patience because it's it's like this conversation here, the belief, just simply the belief. Okay, it's, let's just talk about simply the belief. Me knowing that on the day of judgment, I am going to be judged on how I treat you. Don't know that. Would, you believe it. I believe you don't know it, that. But, but but I'm telling you. How do you, you demonstrate that it's belief. true? How do you Matt, demonstrate I'm, that it's true? Matt, I, the only way I could demonstrate to you is the truth is. I told you so at the end. At this point, there is no way to prove Telling that me so doesn't mean it's true. Matt, I'm asking you, you, you're saying that you know that there's going to be a day of judgment. And I'm yes. saying, how do you know that that's the truth? Okay, so the word that God used in the Quran is that... You they, don't know that God used a word? All right, but can you take can you take it from my terminology without being so technical? No, because, because, you know what I mean. no, because that's not how logic and reasoning work. You don't get to but begin, this is how conversations you don't get work. to begin with the assumption of the very thing you're trying to prove. How do you know that there's going to be a day of judgment? How do you know that it is true that there will be a day of judgment? The way that I know it's true is because of the prophecy from the religion that I follow. The religion is giving me the best ingredients to this live in this world, and it's prophesizing for me to stay on track that you will be judged. As, as I was trying to say, that belief is the motivation for why people can't stay on track. It is very difficult, as you yourself has insulted me a few times earlier, when I didn't mean to be derogatory, but you took it from me as an insulting way. But me, even though I'm, lo- like, I'm sorry, I mean, like, I would, re- like, uh, give you an insult back, but I try not to because it's not the best way for us to deal in a conversation. No, the best way would be to on, would be to be honest and not accuse people of straw man. And then the best way would be to say, hey, how do you know this is true? To admit that you do not know it's true and you have no methodology and you have no way to demonstrate that Islam is true, which you've admitted obliquely, but you won't admit it directly. No, because no, you're it's, saying that you know it's true because you believe the prophecy of the religion. But whether or not you believe the prophecy of the, of the religion is not in any way a demonstration that it is true. Matt, the problem is you're, quick, you're attacking things. Last response, Muhammad. We'll give you the sure. last word, and then we've got to go to the Q&A. So I'll give you about sure. maybe 20, 25 seconds. So you're attaching concepts, which I'm not talking about, in a way so that you Yes, logic, truth, and evidence. Matt, you're connecting things that I'm not connecting. You're saying that this is my position. When I'm saying that what Islam is, is the way you're handling yourself. I, I'm not, we're not debating what Islam is. We're debating whether or not it's true. But Telling me what you, you believe is not in any way demonstrating that it's true. you don't know what true. it is, Matt. 
You're, you're not telling me what you, you believe is secondary to whether well, or not I don't it's know. true. James gave me 20 seconds and you're interrupting. You're right. I am. Because you know you've been put in a position where your only argument is to be ingenuine. I'm because the only one here with an argument. I'm the only one here that's talking no, you're about not. logic. You're, you're and the evidence. only one that you're the one that admitted that you have no Everything way to demonstrate that it's true. Everybody here can well. see that. They we, don't listen. They have a problem be, with listening and comprehending. Deaf, dumb, and blind, as God said in the uh, We have a problem listening comprehension. We're deaf, dumb, and blind. Cool. You are. You are. You are. Because you've attached concepts that I have not said. I got it. I think this is a good. Where we'll refresh things yeah, yeah. with. I want to say thanks for your questions, folks. Both of our uh, guests are linked in the description, as well as if you haven't yet, we do appreciate your support. Hit that like button. Appreciate you being here, no matter what walk of life you're from. This question coming in from Notion. Oh, we got the, this pointless poppy says, How do you tell the difference from a reality that is God from a reality that is not God? I think this is, Muhammad, this might be referencing earlier when you said that reality knows your thoughts, for example. And they're saying, how do you tell the difference from a reality that is God from a reality that is not God? What? I don't understand the question. I mean, I think they mean, uh, well, I mean, maybe it's a, it, maybe it even goes back to the idea of like, does reality know your thoughts in the yes. sense that like, is reality cognizant? Is it, is it actually sentient? Well, well so, if you are part of reality and you thought and you're aware of that thought, therefore reality knows your thought. It's a very simple logic, like a logical statement. But I think my opponent fails to see how reality is the set and you're a subset of reality. If you're aware of that thought, the reality knows the reality is aware of your thoughts. But he's seeing the aware of awareness. He just wants to get into the technical words, but he's very, he's very uh, like he's understanding what I'm telling him. I when you're saying that reality doesn't know makes no sense, <laughs> then it's not reality. In theory, like, let's say, though, that, like, just as a quick follow-up, like, if we said that, like, atoms are small, right? You'd probably agree with that. Okay. Okay. And then, like, <laughs> if we said, like, an elephant is made out of atoms, and then I said, Muhammad, an elephant is small. And you might be like, well, it's not, though, even though part of it has the property of it. You know, I think that's I'm just I'm not trying to take sides. I think that was just the point that Matt was trying to drive home was uh, mm -hmm. that he was this is the way I interpreted it as he was saying. Let's say that, you know, he says, OK, I grant that I know reality. Or I, I should say he grants that he knows his own thoughts. Uh, and then he's saying, like, but I'm just a part of reality. How can we? say that because I have thoughts that reality as a whole, which I'm a very small component of all of reality, has thoughts. I think that's, do you get where the questioner's coming from, where they're, they're saying like, isn't it possible that reality doesn't have thoughts? I understand how you're giving reality its own entity, where reality has its own thoughts, and then you are part of reality where you have your own thoughts. While my position is that reality is all encompassing, so when you thought, when you had a thought that became part of reality, oh therefore reality, reality, that, that thought is part of reality now. So it is am, aware of Am you. I God? Was that? Am I God? You have, a, you have a small, as God said, that he gave you a small spirit of him and everything that he was created by was his word. You yourself is not fully God, but you have a small, tiny part of God. And that's true for everything and everyone. How do you know but it's you, true? Because everything came from God. How do you know that?
because you're part of reality. I could see you and I'm can talking to you. It's existing. Okay. This one coming in from but, do, this one's from Pointless Poppy Strikes Again says reality is God. God has no imperfection, yet humans are imperfect and they're a part of reality. I think they're saying like Muhammad, uh what what's what's the old phrase what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander that if you said that you know because a part of reality namely humans have thoughts then we can say that reality has thoughts well then also we'd have to say that because humans let's say have imperfections we have to say reality has imperfections which would mean that it, it can't be god because i think that you were earlier saying that reality is god in a way so we do have the concepts of free will and the imperfections are falsehood. Those imperfections, like physical imperfections, has a scientific proof why you have that physical imperfection. So there is a reason for why those imperfections exist. So it's still a perfect system. But when it comes to falsehood, like impurities in your mind, those are falsehoods. Those are, those are falsehoods that are not reality. Those are just thoughts that reality is aware that you had, but it doesn't make them reality at that point it doesn't make them the physical reality that what you're witnessing it's not objective reality at that point gotcha this one from loki says how can anyone use a book as proof of anything uh, i think they're saying like let's say muhammad if the christian comes on or if the i don't know do the scientologists have a book uh if, yeah. if someone else with a holy book comes on and says my holy book tells me this like what what's a way in which you could say one book is true and uh, namely why why believe yours out of all the others well, God, uh, in the Quran, that's just so mad. Uh, the Quran clear, uh, the Quran states the words observe many times. Have they not observed? Go observe, go observe, go look. So it's he's telling you to go see the verses that are being written in the world that's in front of you, and those are measurable by logic, reasons, and sometimes by science. So, uh, and, and many of those verses you could you can clearly implement in your life and you see the results so and uh and one of the many verses that uh the, the quran repeats is where uh god is saying that he if when a society becomes very corrupted he removes them and then there's a new society and that that is something that you can clearly observe and all those societies that we do see that they're gone, like the Egyptians, the Romans, the Byzantine. They were so corrupted at the end where they were no longer able to sustain themselves. So reality dictates when you get to that position, you're done. And that's what's kind of happening in some countries in the world today. So this is what uh, God wants us to observe so that we could avoid these terrible circumstances. That's the warning. This one from Samir Farsain says, name this fallacy. They say Edwin Hubble says the universe is expanding. Call it the greatest discovery in the 20th century, and he gets a Nobel Prize for it. And then they say Quran said the same thing 13 centuries prior, and I think they're citing a surah 5147, and they say, but this is ignored and dismissed. Did this come up today? I can't remember that this came up, but uh, no, I think they're asking you, Matt, what your response would be to the Quran predicting the universe expanding from centuries before Edwin Hubble. They're asking me what the fallacy is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, I think they're maybe what they're trying to say is like, is this, is this fallacious? Like this, the scientific argument from the uh, scientific miracles argument from the Quran 
I think they're saying like, is what's the fallacy in this argument? They're trying to make an argument for the Quran uh, being James, true. James, I think the person's argument was that like uh, modern day science found that Earth was, I mean, the universe is expanding, and they gave the person an award. But when the uh, when it was stated in the Quran, they just like go over it as if it's non-existent. So that's I think what oh, the person was okay. saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think now that you say that, I think they are saying like the Quran isn't getting the credit for having called you know, predicted that the universe is expanding. Right. Because the Quran didn't the Quran didn't demonstrate any scientific truth at all. Um, uh, like just like that, how me and you are making assertions, the Quran asserted wow. that the universe is expanding. And it is expanding. That's no the I Quran does not assert that the universe is expanding. The, the concept doesn't even exist. But what's happened is after science discovers of the expansion of the universe, people go back into their holy books and find things that they can reinterpret uh to to be consistent with that. There is nothing about the Quran's statement that is later post hoc uh, you know, post hoc rationalized into saying that it's a scientific saying there's nothing in there that led to the discovery there's nothing in there that confirms that it is true and so, so therefore it's not doing science the fact that there may be a passage that someone can later interpret in such a way that it's consistent with the finding is interesting but does not mean that that was known or that that is the content that was presented well, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you said that it's interesting, so it does allude to something. And yeah, uh, I don't yes. think there was a reinterpretation. I don't think there was a reinterpretation when he said, the skies, we are expanding. There is no reinterpretation here. Does it coincide? Does it coincide with what we found in reality? Yes. So I think this is what the point uh, the questioner is asking, that it, it does coincide point blank, word for word with what the discovery has it, it actually doesn't. And this is one of the things that's come up over and over and over again that we've debunked repeatedly. Uh, it is not stating that the universe is expanding. It literally is a poetic thing about stretching out the skies. That is not a, a, any sort of scientific statement about what's happening with the expansion of the universe. And there's no conception that the rest of the universe even exists where you have, uh, well, anyway, it, it didn't yeah. come up during tonight's debate. So go back and watch the other five debates I've done on this, where people will claim that the Islam, that that the Quran says all kinds of interesting scientific things, and yet none of them led to a single scientific discovery. It was only after we discovered them through proper science and real evidence that someone went back and said, oh, well, the Quran says something that can be read that way. Yeah, sure. James, and it could be read I, other ways as well. Can I say something real quick? There is a quick, there is a verse that comes to mind when God says, "Hey, disbelievers, haven't you seen that the earth and the skies used to be one, and then we split them, and then from the water we created it?" So here He is addressing the people that did strive in science, and they did witness what the. So kind of God said it before you, and then that, you. That passage doesn't address people striving in science. It's not true that the heavens and the earth were once unified, and it's not true that every living thing was made from water. Uh, every everything in the passage you just said is either factually wrong or not demonstrably true science. So, Big Bang theory is just not something that's demonstrable. It, no, I, I I don't even know where that question comes from because there's absolutely nothing in the Quran that that constructs a Big Bang cosmology. Uh, not point by point, but he did refer not to on the, any point that the, the the land that we're sitting on you know the physical concepts and the sky used to be one and then he expanded mm -hmm. like the land he, that we're sitting them. on in the sky were never one i mean uh 
the material that created them. The material okay. was I'm not a one. scientist. I'm not a scientist. I know. But it, it, but it does elude. I don't think you are either. I'm not sure. I think Correct. You're a but uh, one of like us you, knows okay, exactly. the science better than the other one. And no, those two things were never the same. You know what the or theory is. Just because this one's off the original topic of the, the question, I want to jump to the next one. Ms. Pickles says, so Muslims in Iraq and Afghanistan who strove to like live a Muslim life just, quote unquote, got what they got when they were murdered by American troops. Was this deserved? Well, here's the thing. So the religion was there to liberate people. So if people uh, coincided and they stuck to the values that are in the Quran, and they didn't attribute falsehood. They could have been; ha they would have had the ability to have a more meaningful society where it's not trapped in the eighth century, where they could have gave the Americans a run for their money, and they would have survived. So reality dictated if that because the other side worked so hard on sciences and technology and spreading their influence in a certain way, because they did put that effort they did get what they worked for in whatever reality allowed them. And on the other side, because they were so busy uh, uh, fighting with falsehood and fighting among each other with things that does not coincide with what the Quran is saying, they lost. So yes, it is what you are doing. It's like someone going to the gym and someone not going to the gym, and then they get into a physical altercation. Most of the time, the person in the gym is going to win. And this is what happened with Afghanistan and Iraq. Their societies crumbled because they're stuck in an eighth century mentality, unfortunately, where the Quran it it beats all of that society evolutions because it keeps you in it keeps you in check. It keeps you strong and it keeps you learning. But they can't uh, have that privilege. This one from Pointless Poppy says, Reality is God. God has no imperfections. Yet humans are imperfect and are real. Oh, they they told me that they you read this twice. So that was, a, that was one he covered. Robin Webster says, all religions claim to be true. The holy books claim to be true. If I come to earth with no concept of a God, what method would I use to find truth? Sorry, can you repeat that question? They said, all religions and holy books claim to be true. If I was an alien coming to earth with no concept of God, what method would I use to find the truth? Well, the truth will still exist on the planet that you're from. So... Whatever you're finding in reality that coincides with what you're seeing here in humanity, it should also coincide with, with wherever you're from in, in the environment that you're in. So for you to test truth is trial and error at that point. And then you have your logic, you have your reasons, and you have uh, like what uh, your, like your natural uh, being, your natural essence, which God calls fitratullah. So that's, uh, that, that's all ways for you to, to see how the truth is. And of course, you have your scientific methods and you have all sorts of sciences that God gave us the knowledge to use to find the truth. KV says, for Muhammad, if getting stuck, struck by a lightning bolt is an example of God's justice, does that mean that lightning rods prevent God's justice? Even if there's a lightning rod, that lightning can still hit you if it was dictated to hit you. So the lightning rod plays in a way to mitigate the risk. But if you're going to get hit by lightning, doesn't matter what it, there is at that point. You got it. This is not 100% proof. MK, let's see. Lisa Richardson, sorry. Okay, got it. Says, Muhammad, why did Allah, Allah give my child debilitating mental illnesses that have greatly reduced his well-being in life? I think they're saying the issue of children is that it's maybe hard to understand if they have, as she mentioned, debilitating illnesses or hit by lightning uh, 
I think she's wondering what, how is that just if they, most of us tend to think that children haven't done anything. Right. Right. So uh, the way I see it, and it's, and of course there is an assumption because I don't know what is the direct cause for that child to have that cancer, but it is the results of all of us. So it's like all these vaccines that people are pushing, all this lead that was being pushed. Uh, we can't, we got to stay within two YouTube terms of service. So, oh, I, I sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean, no in the third world, I don't know about the US and all of that. That is not a field that I understand. So it's not something that I'm going to talk Clearly. about. Clearly. Let's not talk no, no, no. About but, I, but, but I'm saying like, sorry. So the genetic modifications in food, the leaded, uh, the leaded uh, petrol that was uh, like they used in cars for a little, uh, for a while, the, the plastics that we're finding in the environment, all this corruption is causing health issues and mental issues for people, which is a corruption that we cause on our own. I would like to know if certain diseases existed before this corruptions happened. And if, uh, and I would like to see the evidence for that. If people did have these severe consequences that some of the children are born with nowadays, and it would be an interesting way to see. But I don't, I don't think naturally we were born with these imperfections, but we cause it with ourselves because of the corrupted mentalities. And, and again, I apologize about that comment. So. This one coming in from No Hard Feelings. This one from Wolfie Adder says, simple, you get what you earn or somebody else gets what you earn or something you did not earn or what somebody else earns. But you do not earn anything because you get what you get if you earn it or not. My brain hurts, they say. Yeah, this is what happens when you throw out an actual concept of justice where something is deserved, and instead you say, whatever happens, happens. It's predetermined. It's either the result of the decisions you made or the results of the decisions other people made or the results of just whatever decision God made. Congratulations, you've now covered every opportunity and constructed a win-win scenario for your God, except that it's not a true win-win scenario because your God looks like an absolute ass by giving kids diseases. And when the when it, when somebody writes in to say, why under your model does this happen? You're like, well, I don't know. Maybe it was leaded gas. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. Maybe it's Yeah, none of that in any way is a system of justice where anyone is getting what they deserve. It is indistinguishable from a universe that does not care. Well, let it me is indistinguishable from a capricious coin toss. Well, let me explain to you how Islam works. Let me introduce you to Islam. So if I am making this chemical... Should have done that has, during the debate. Oh, yeah, you can, you can laugh as you want. I did, but you, now you're going to understand what I was saying in the debate. If I'm making this material, this is a gasoline that has led, and, it, and I have scientific proof that it's going to cause scientific i mean mental health issues and issues health issues for people right it is now my responsibility as a human being who's aware that i'm going to cause this corruption to not go down that path this is what islam helps with this is what islam teaches is that justice comes from within it's not, it's when someone else is become, being unjust it's because of those people not accepting the, the 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 roles that god has put on you as a human being yeah if i was doing this uh, leaded petroleum, and I see that it's going to cause corruptions, I would stop it right then and there because that's not worth the money. But people were focusing on money, and this is what Islam fixes, that mentality. This is what yeah. the whole point of the debate was. Except that people didn't, necessarily, people didn't necessarily know what the problem was, and Islam doesn't fix that or anything else. 
So there is clear evidence that the people who did push the leaded gasoline knew the environment, uh, uh, the environmental problems and the health problems that it could have caused. And there isn't evidence, just like with nuclear there war. There isn't evidence that the people is, who initially created evidence. and started promoting leaded gasoline knew that it was going to cause mental health issues because you haven't demonstrated that it does cause mental health issues. You've constructed a fictional scenario in order to dodge the fact that your model is that God gave that kid a disease because that's what God wanted to do. That's not what I said. I said it's, we that's your model. It doesn't matter if you say it because of your the words that we betray put. it. It's not words betray it. It's just they you do. twisting the words with things that I didn't. I'm say not twisting the words. You have a model. You've not provided anything that, that's remotely a just model. No, the only the thing that one. you do is you take everything and call it insertion, and then one. you make a bunch of insertions. This one from Willis. Thanks for your super sticker. Lily here says, "Are the versions you got in heaven male or female?" Okay, let's see. We're looking for serious questions, folks. I'm pretty sure that was not serious. D. Boudreaux says, Muhammad's philosophy is just blaming the vi victim. But expect yeah. nothing less from Islam. Uh, well, not just the victim. No, he blames other people oppressor. in addition to the victim. He blames no, everybody I'm blaming but God. the oppressor. If you're the one who's going to coin a toss to find to kill an innocent person, yes or no, you're the oppressor. You're the one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't understand the example. I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't understand the example. It was an analogy. It's not that somebody's deciding, yes, we're going to do a coin toss. Your God is the one that you think is ultimately responsible for both the the coin toss and the decision to do a coin toss. Now you're making an assumption on me that God has decided. I didn't make an assumption. I'm, I'm responding to, do, to what you to actually do. said. I've never said that. You have your free will. I've I'm responding to what you actually will. said. And no, you, you no. haven't demonstrated that we have free will. That's just another assertion on your point. It'll be an opportunity to go to the next You don't one. have free Pointless will? Poppy says, how do you know your God is just, just in taking a life if he has not given us reason or the reason is beyond comprehension? I, say, I think they're saying like, this seems like it's kind of something we should be agnostic on. Like, they're saying, you know, if you're going to assert that you know that there's a purpose in this that God has, like, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Like, how do you? Well, sometimes the purpose is not always evident to you. So they're asking about what if you didn't know the purpose. At that point, it's not evident to you. So what, why are you asking me to find something that we can't find, like, clearly and evident? But is there a plan? Of course, there's a plan. How do you know that? How do I know that? Because the world still carries on. We could, we so, should so you're asserting ourselves. then we that it's impossible for the word many to keep, times before. You're asserting that it's impossible for the world to carry on unless there's a plan, which means that you assume an intentional plan rather than actually demonstrating it. This is what you've done across the board tonight. But but it's the same thing that you did. Was you just going no? It's not the same thing I did. I haven't done a single fallacy despite your assertion to the contrary. Because you're just always like, what if with edge cases that do yes. not. Do not, not, not edge cases. There are no, edge sir. Cases. It wasn't well, edge cases. I get, you, present, you had the opportunity to present life? a case, well, that and you ethically failed to present anything case, like a case. And every question that was asked, you dodged. Do you want to jump to the next one? Yes, you did. This one from D. You're a liar. philosophy is just blaming the victim. We got that one. Sorry about that. I'm a little bit off today. Rodolfo Garcia says, true Scotsman fallacy incoming trying to think of i don't think that one came up i'm trying to remember when when it might have come up so no true scotsman fallacies usually when someone has a standard for something and then the uh you could say the opponent meets that standard and then they say well no that's not really what i meant when i you know describe the standard like you're still not meeting my standard 
That's kind of like moving the goalpost, but I don't remember it. This one from yeah, Wolfie Adder says, Matt, let's see. Did you win your chess game? Let's see. I, I won two of them and I lost a couple. That's something I, you I play and Steven. It reminds me of Steven. This one coming in from Ro Magellan says, Muhammad's mind has been rotten. Let's see. They're saying, they're saying, Muhammad, how do you know that the, the Quran hasn't made your mind rotten rather than made it good? And because, they say, sorry, go ahead. That, that's actually, no, sorry, sorry. Can, can you carry on with the question? That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Is like I think they're saying, like, how do you make? How do you know it's made you morally better, or actually maybe more rotten on the other side? Well, because uh, aside from debates, because there is a little bit of confrontation, people don't have a problem dealing with me, and people enjoy dealing with me. And usually, when we are having just a pleasant conversation about day to day or like businesses, people like to deal with me because I keep reminding myself constantly of the values that I need to have in life, which was, which was, I, which was, which I was taught by my Lord. So this is why I do find, uh, like my life became a lot more fulfilling when I found just the Quran, just like the Quran itself explained to me a worldview that is, uh, that is very beneficial for me on a subjective take. And if everyone else shared a similar worldview, humanity would be better. That's all. Cause Matt, I, like, Let's let's not discuss God, but is this an incorrect statement? Like, there's many man-made religions, but there's one real religion, which is peace. Me and you should find the ability to find some peace with whatever we're doing, and not to impose on each other. Is that a true statement? I don't think. Well, there's not a true statement. Sorry, is that a is that a a comforting statement? Is that a good statement? I don't care if a statement is comforting. I care about whether or not it's true. The subject of the debate was: Is Islam true? The fact that you find it comforting or that your life's better is not in any way a demonstration of truth. And while well, then I would is the love, statement true? And while I'm still talking, and while I would love to find ways to be. To, to, to strive for peace together, and you and I can work towards peace together, um, I'm not going to be advocating for religious assertions that are false, and, and certainly not if they're going to lead someone to pervert a sense of justice, to pretend that capriciousness is justice, and maybe people get along with you because they haven't asked you why their kid got a, a debilitating disease. Maybe they get along with you because they don't know that your sense of justice is one that is perverse. Maybe they get along with you because they haven't had the discussions about how do you demonstrate that what you believe is true, where you just assert that you believe it's true because you believe it's true and you found it useful and you think that it's given you a better life. How did you determine that God was the good one? Excuse me? Well, is there an evil one at all in your model or is there just God? No, it's just God. There is no evil God. Okay. How did you determine that God is, in fact, good? Because the closest you've come to, to saying, here's what's good, is because what you're saying is good is compatible with your understanding of God. But how did you determine that the God that you think you understand is, in fact, good? Because if, if the God that you understand is a flawed creation of your mind or somebody else's mind, and you judge it by its own, I would be perfect if you judged me by my own uh, views. And so it's not enough to say, oh, God is good. You need to be able to demonstrate that God is good. Otherwise, you're just pointing to something and saying, this is good, but no, there's no, there's no justification for it. Because from what I'm understanding of how the Lord is treating me personally, I'm also reflecting that to the people and the uh, people around me. Of course, it's not to the same level or, 
or or anything close to it, but it's what I'm learning from him. So it's like, for example, like, you know, uh, me, I might not know something and I might get upset at something and I might lash out at people while I was in, in a complete incorrect uh, position. But I believe my Lord is allowing me to go through the actions until I find the point, if he allows me to see that I was incorrect, but he's not punishing me for lashing out at that point. It's just so that I can reach a conclusion where I can learn and go from it. And this is what I do with everyone else. But it's that's like what that. you believe. I asked how, see, here's the thing. I, but but Matt, I, this I, is it. All, Life is trial and error. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got no problem life. with trial and error. I have yeah. a, the issue here is, is Islam true? But and these when are the say, values of Islam. And, and when you say that you think it's true because you believe it, and when I ask the questions of what method can you use to show that it's true, you have none. And when I ask how did you determine that God was good, you have nothing other than because you believe they it. exist in humanity. The values that you use, that the, the Quran is preaching, you use them themselves for you to have a normal, easy like a conversation, easy life, and a, a somewhat of a purpose. It is what the Quran is preaching, the things that align with the truth and reality, you are finding themselves. The Quran is perfect. We're not idea for you. We are we're not finding the same things to be true. And the fact that you're something, going to the, the fact that something I'm talking about the everyday fact life. that something exists in reality does not mean it's good. If something exists in reality, it does not mean it's necessarily good. That's a true statement. There right? you go. And but God us, is reality, which means God isn't necessarily good. Thank you. God said that he himself has created evil and good. Okay? Gotta, but when the evil is... Why would a good caused, being create evil? Because that's the role that he created in this world. So there's evil and there's good. Because that's good. the way it is. We really not a reason, wait, 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 not a truth. Because that's the way it is. We've got a lot of questions. We've got to fire through. Alfonso LaPulse says, I live in Northern England. Thanks for that, Alfonso. And I didn't understand your question, just so you know. MKV says, Muhammad, have your... Have you ever questioned your own beliefs? Of course, you question your beliefs so that you understand your beliefs. You need to understand what you're believing and you work with it. So when I'm saying that this is how it works, I could clearly see there's evil in the world and I could see there's good in the world. And God has created both of them. But then I am getting the explanation on why evil is here. And I could God is explaining why evil is around. But Matt doesn't give me the opportunity to express from what I've seen. But that's fine. And it's not something that's a long topic on its own. But it, but the, but the concept of what the religion is preaching as a whole reality is concisive, and what I can see in the physical world and in my mentality is something that's extremely beneficial and it's extremely true. And it didn't only work for me; it worked for anybody else that followed this route. And of course, everything has levels. So the more you're, you're the more you're like, uh, the more committed you are, the better the results are. But when it comes to the concept of the justice, God in this book clearly states that there is a resurrection where everything will come back to equilibrium. So yes, there is justice that we're not going to see right away. And there is justice in the world and there's injustice in the world, but the injustice is going to be taken care of later. So when it comes to the child, when someone comes to me and asks me, hey, why does my child have cancer? It's because the results of everyone else. But on the day of judgment, which you don't believe in, which I truly believe in, I, because to you, it's, you think that I'm giving a reason for God, but I do believe this is going to occur. God is going to put all those people responsible that caused that child to have cancer for them to stand up for what they did. We've got to move forward. I do want to 
Rick, I forgot to mention between sections. Folks, if you happen to be a Muslim and you want to debate, reach out to me at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. There are very few Muslim debaters out there. And so if you are interested, shoot me an email. We're going to go to the next question. Thank you very much for your question coming in from Della Luna. says, can we get each speaker to define truth in maybe one or two sentences? I did it during my opening. The truth is that which comports with reality. You got it. And then Muhammad? Well, God in the Quran says God is reality and uh, God is the truth. So that kind of coincides with uh, what Matt said. No, it does not. It does. This it, it absolutely <laughs> does not. And the fact that you think it does says everything that's wrong with this debate. No, it's what's this wrong with this debate is you're having this personification of God or an idea of God that isn't what God is. So you yourself have not been able to define what the definition of God is. But if it's you not do my job dominant, to define God, you get exactly. To so you're God. looking for something you don't want to define. But if you define it's God, it's hilarious how every time reality. I correct you on something, you say exactly as if you were right all along. No, you weren't. It's, it's embarrassingly I'm bad. I'm saying this exactly one, because I'm seeing from the deficiency TV. in your mind. This one from TV says Muhammad is the reason Islam is true because it says non-believers are de deaf, dumb, and blind. Is it just ad hominems against unbelievers? I haven't heard you give a good reason for why Islam is true. That sounds like an emotional argument because it's not about the derogatory sense or God is not putting people down in a sense where he's insulting them. Is they literally become deaf, dumb, and blind. They can't, they can't literally. have, yeah, well, sorry, literally in a sense, but you see, you, you pick on the word, you don't let the man. Yeah, because uh, the words matter. The truth matters. You're here to defend if something's true and you can't even do that. How can I not be, do that? You, you don't allow even me. Be see, clear you see, you're doing the same your thing now. I can't do that. It's you, hyperbole. You're not on me. I can't do that. How dare you assert on me? I can't okay, do that. Okay, you haven't done it. I'm sorry that I assumed that you couldn't. How dare you're you the one that, that suggested if something's so happened eight times, I can reasonably assume so that nine and ten are going to be the same. I'm sorry that you failed eight times and I assume nine and ten. You're right. That was a fallacy that you taught me earlier tonight. eyes that go blind. It's their heart that go blind. They don't see the... They don't My see heart the was already blind. of their actions. And so when they, it's not their tears that don't work, it's them not able to understand. Like, just like how Matt sent it. Going back to that one, they were saying, is it, how do you know Islam is true? Maybe like in two sentences, if you want to summarize, because I know this is a topic sure. that's come up a lot tonight. So, James, what I was trying to explain is that God is not using it as an ad hominem, or he's not uh, trying to insult the person. It's not an insult on the person, but rather the heart goes blind and the ears, they hear the words, but they don't listen. And their minds, they, they, they cannot comprehend what's being said because they're just so lost in their thoughts and their brain waves, And they just want to interrupt and be so technical with things that it's just not what's being said. So what I was trying to explain is that that is a clear truth. People who align with falsehood, it's very hard for them to concentrate and to listen and to have a mind where they can try to understand the other person's perspective, regardless if they agree or not, because they become deaf, dumb, and blind. And they don't know the results of their actions. That's the blindness. So it's like they're doing things that they don't see the long run or what their actions can cause. And that's a very valid truth that you can see in, in reality. AD says, is it possible that Prophet Muhammad sinned secretly and therefore went to hell? Can you say for certain that he didn't go to hell? Who asked that question? AD is their name. I'm not sure. Well, but the uh, no, I don't. I don't believe that Prophet Muhammad is going to hell. That's a dumb question. Thank you very much. This is uh, let's see. 
Dead soul. Okay, I didn't understand that one. Kathy Tudor says, Muhammad, if my tribe explained to me what death, or that death is nothingness, where do I go to find evidence that what I've been told is wrong? Also, I can't read. Well, you're trying to tell me to explain something in the unseen. As I said, the only way that you can understand the the afterlife is a dying and seeing the afterlife but for me it's a faith where i'm seeing everything in the physic in the physical world and in the mental realm that i'm in right now is coinciding with the quran so the verses about faith i'm accepting them as prophecy this one from dead soldier says any chances that aliens have been mistaken for gods uh no I don't, well people mistake things for god all the time people think money is god people worship all sorts of false realities associating it to god and this is the this is one of the core problems that falsehood is it's just like the denial of god so you're associating an idea uh and attaching it back to reality which is not the reality so this is this is the problem it's the same any thing chance, Matt? Uh, i don't see any reason to think that aliens have actually visited and then been mistaken for gods uh, but you know it, it it seems more plausible than Islam being true. This one from Rusty Colon says, Muhammad, why would God leave his instructions up to individual human interpretation as to what it means? Who can claim to have valid interpretation? Well, the the way that I understand is the, the religion isn't uh, more so of structure. And when you try to structure a religion, you start to falling into the same traps that uh, like the Catholic Church fell into, Sunnism, Judaism, where it becomes a state-run uh, program and where they, it's, it's in a sense of oppression. It's our word and we're going to kill you. And then the other side is where the book is guidance. So the Quran is giving you guidance. And your guidance is not going to be as someone else. So the, the verses are interpreted a little differently, but when someone's coming with a crazy interpretation, those are very clear because then there's other verses in the Quran that breaks that person's interpretation. So that's, that's why there are these differences in understanding of the Quran, and that's why there's these interpretations of the Quran. And the ones that usually dominate is where that people resonate to what's being said. More people are resonating to what's being said. Ryan Nugabauer says, Muhammad, if the majority of Muslims get it wrong on your view, how is the Quran reliable? Well, it was because they weren't using the Quran. They were they forsaken the Quran to go with what the guy in the mosque said or what their scholars are saying. And a lot of the assertions that they made from the Quran or about the Quran or about the Prophet are not true. And the more you lie, the more you're going to have a difficult life. So... I'm not saying what Matt's point of view is 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 like correct or not on what reality is, but Matt makes a huge effort in trying to say like the truth from what he's witnessing, and there's merit to that. But on the other side, where those people are preaching about religion, they're saying a lot of things that they could not support from the text of God. Okay, I, and it's not about Matt anymore, but they, they they believe that it's from God, and I believe from it's God, but they're not proving their positions from that text they're proving their positions from other texts which you doesn't coincide with what god uh, uh dictated in the reality it's worth yes. noting that the second you mentioned that they they're not proving uh based on the text of god when you can't demonstrate that there is a text of god just that you believe it means that you are beginning with the assumption that this is the text this is the text of god and everything must be proven with respect to that that is not a sound methodology that is not an epistemology that is worthy of consideration. And you're basically saying everybody's wrong because they don't begin with your assumption that you have the text of God. 
it's not an assumption, it's a reality because the intricity of this world that's in front of me and the detail that this world is in and how every single input has a lot of outputs and this clarification that's in front of me is whatever created this reality has created the text that's in front of me because it has that same detail, it has that same uh, uh, its same signature. So and this is the beauty. That. That's the, yeah, that's the beauty of the Arabic language that's being used in that book because it's not something that anyone can produce as a human. Well, if, you should have yeah. proved that, but that's yet another unfounded assertion. So it's not I, thought we gonna, I thought we weren't going to have anything at all specific about Arabic in that email. Wow, you just keep lying. This one from Loki says, oh, children born with a disease or have a curse from God. We've already covered that. So Loki, I, I, just because we've already covered, I don't don't want to go back into it. Mino Levan says, for Muhammad, God said, therefore it's true. Yes. Yeah, so if God says something and I'm sourcing God at that point, and it and it's clearly from God at that point, it's true. This, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the problem with atheists. I think is just they do not know what the definition of a God is or what God is. So they like to go go with all these things that they saying. Oh well, it's it's incorrect or it can't happen or these are assertions. But they themselves are not looking for a deity in a sense because they cannot define what a deity is. So this yeah. is why these questions sound like so stupid to me, because they don't have an idea of what a God is. Yeah, the problem here is not that atheists don't know what a God is. It's that when we ask for evidence of a God, we get nothing, nothing. The entire purpose of this debate, and we got nothing. And yet you want to pretend that the atheists are just sitting here, well, they don't even know what a God is. Look, I know bunches of definitions for God. I know the gods of classical theism. I know the gods of various versions of Christianity. I know the definitions of gods of a variety of different, uh, a variety of different versions of Islam. It's not about which definition of God don't I know. It's about which God can you demanstrate? And the answer is zero. Matt, what kind really of evidence fast. would... What, what what's kind of evidence which give you which is wanna, sufficient evidence for you to say that God exists? It would depend on the God. It would depend on the God. But as I've answered this, I'm talking question, about one God. Wow! Wow! Can I finish? Oh, now you know how I felt during the whole debate. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I don't know how you felt during the whole debate because I wasn't wrong for the whole debate. As I've said many, many times, it would depend on which God we're talking about. You'd have to give the characteristics of the God, and then we could establish what the nature of evidence was. But for most versions of a God, if there is a God, that God knows exactly what would change my mind and is capable of doing what would change my mind, but has failed to do so, which means that God either doesn't exist or does not want me to know that he exists yet. I know not my problem. Says Says for Muhammad, God, we got that one. Slow John Doe says, question for both. If hypothetically a religious text had a scientific miracle in it, it still does not prove that the text is from a God. It could be a text by demons or aliens as well. Haha, what are your thoughts? There's there's a few uh, verses that kind of uh, answer that specific question. Is in a sense that it, if, if it was from demons and aliens and all sorts of other creatures, then it should be reprodu reproducible. So you could have another version of it. So like a different, like a, you know, like part two, produce it. I have no verses that address that and neither should anybody else. Verses, one, verses don't get you to truth. This one from Mino Levin says, why did Arabic word lose all their science? Uh, why did the Arabic world lose all their science and intellectuals from the past 800 years? Great question. So when the Quran was first revealed in the first 200 years, there was a there was a uh, like a there was tolerance for 
the understanding and the interpretation of what the verse is saying to evolve with the needs of the time from like the outside enemies, from what's going on inside society. So people were free to think. And then the Abbasid Caliphate came around and they locked the religion, somewhat like how the Catholics locked the religion. And if you step out of bounds, you're either in jail, killed or dead, uh, like the dissonance. And then they locked that religion in the 8th century, which removed all aspects of philosophy. You can't put philosophy in a religion. You can't put uh, reason and logic. You can't use that as a way of interpreting. And whatever interpretation they had by the 8th century is what they have at that point, and no one else can reinterpret it, and that's the only thing that you can reference, and time moved on. So, like, the sciences that they did expand with and they did make the changes, those slowly started to move away because people were no longer able to live the the, the freedom and the freedom that God allowed them to do within the religion, and the religion became a tool. Their, like, version of a religion became a tool for oppression and to just... Take money. Yeah, I mean, I gotta warn you, folks out there. We have we have no more time for additional questions, so please don't ask any other questions. We're if you guys are okay with staying a few minutes late, we're yeah, close exactly. to the end. Sure, sure. Thanks for your patience. And then Samir Farsane says, Matt, do you condemn the labs that made in case you have prescriptions that if they have made your prescriptions for, uh, do you condemn them for testing those medicines or whatever on lab rats? And they say no. Islam condemns it. Why is it okay for you to decide what lives in this case? Uh, no, I don't condemn them. Um, I, when there's a better way, I absolutely advocate for that. But if it comes down to rats dying to save humans, I'm okay with that. I actually raise and keep rats, and uh, not only for pets, but also to feed the snakes that I raise. Um, there are some harsh truths about life, and at the end of the day, if we do some testing that saves human lives. I'm fine with that because I'm unapologetically speciesist in favor of humans because I am one. But Matt, no uh, I, I, I sorry, can I unless really quick, like, I do I agree with like your point. Five, of view, I, I just want to try to reduce the rebuttals just so we can get through these last <laughs> ones. But if it's like super quick, like five to ten seconds, you have a good zinger. No, it's not a zinger. I'm just saying that his, uh, I, have, I share the same view, and the Quran supports that. And, and yet, and yet, the questioner suggests that Muslims condemn it. So uh, it must be the other Muslims that already yeah. don't like you. No, mm, notion slave says says the Quran verse about the sky and earth being one is odd for Matt to reject. The entire universe was condensed into a tiny size at the very start of the as the Big Bang says. Can you all go more into that? No, but the the fact that. The fact that the Big Bang cosmology, that's the best current explanation for the origins of the universe, has um, everything as a singularity, doesn't mean that everything was one thing and, and union. It just means that everything was in one time and place. It, 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 it doesn't mean that sky and earth were ever the same thing. This one coming uh, in from Harabins says, For Muhammad, according to the Quran, Allah judges as he pleases, guides and misguides as he pleases. Debate changes nothing. It's all based on feeling. What? Okay, so when God is saying that he does what he wills, he already dictated what those ingredients are. So if you like choose a certain path, the output's already dictated, but you're putting those ingredients. So that's what God willed. Like God willed that if you jump from the fourth story and you fall and you die, that's the will of God. But you choosing to go up on the fourth story and jump, that's your own decision. That You're not going to change the will of God at that point. That's what that means. 
Well, when, when God created the universe, did he create it knowing everything that would happen? God created it knowing that everything, yes, knowing everything that would happen. Cool. Could he have created a different universe where different things happen? Of course. So God can create, uh, God can manifest every possibility and it's all mapped out in his mind, but he chose to manifest the current situation that we're in right now. Right. And so if God could have created a different universe, but he chose to create this one, then he created the universe where I'm an atheist and you're a Muslim and somebody else jumped off the building, which means there is no free will. There is no choice. God picked the universe that he wanted. That is an unavoidable consequence of those three things, being creator, knowing the outcome, and choosing the outcome. But at the same time, there is a very easy possible uh, scenario where God can give free will, where the thing is- No, there's not. Where where it decides its input or decides its choice. It can decide its choice. And God knowing its choice, it doesn't mean he dictated it. No, no, no. If God picked this universe, then he made the choice for me. And and my choice is just an illusion. That is unavoidable from that, those three things that you agreed to. No, you now you're asserting that God cannot do free will. I hate to do it, but just. No, no, no. I'm reaching a logical conclusion, which you should look into. This one from Jesse Caro says, Matt, will you adopt me? That's nice. I can't X-X. adopt anybody at this point right now. I apologize. I'd like to. XXWLZXX says, why do Muslims assume that just because something is useful, that it is true? Can't you make the same argument with other religions, namely that they may help you to live a more healthy or happy or moral life? Does it mean that those are true as well, Muhammad? So the concepts that other religions find that make you a better human being are all found in Islam. You got it. XXWLZXX says, Quran says that Allah decrees things before they happen. Does that mean he also decrees that people will leave the faith and be tortured forever? So when God said that nothing happens except what God has already written is what going back to the principle where whatever's around you in the world has already been programmed. So everything, every action you do the reaction has already been programmed, which is provable and repeatable, which is what we consider as science. So uh, when someone is causing an action or doing something, that's their own choice. And then the action is what God has produced out of their own decision. But God knows the decisions that you could take, but you took those choices on your own. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Samir Farsane strikes again, says, Muhammad, correction, brother, God didn't create evil. Evil is simply the absence of good. If we eat GMO foods and get cancer, it's not God's fault. Uh, James, just to push back on, uh, so I I invoke the Lord of Falak, uh, like the stars, the uh, the 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 from the evil that He created. So God it, has created evil. Is equality between men and women a good thing for the world? Okay, so we're equal as a humanity. Yes, that's a good thing. And yes, and women has her role. But in certain things, men have their, like, which is, men have their positives and weaknesses, and women have their strengths and weaknesses. But us as humanities, we're completely equal. Well, completely equal. So when it's time to get witnesses, why would you need two witnesses, um, two two women, as opposed to one man? So the witnesses in the contract, God is talking there for two women instead of one man. And uh, the verse that, uh, I mean, within that verse, God is saying that he's addressing the, if one woman forgets, the other one will remind her, 
which is alluding, and I think it coincides with <laughs> what, which coincides with uh, with uh, with what science is saying that women have a problem with memory. So it's like when they're older, when they're older, okay, have, women have more memory problem than men. And I don't, I don't need to talk to Muhammad anymore for any of the rest of the questions. Um, that's that is awesome that he's going to claim that science advocates that we should have two women as witnesses because their memories are, are less reliable. That's not what I said. That's it's, not what I said. It, it is what you said. Go back That's and rewind. That, no, I said that God is saying that you should have two witnesses because of memory issues. And I'm saying science supports that women have more memory issues than men. But you're just so like looking for reasons to be a prick. In, in all honestly, you're okay. just not being genuine. I don't need any reasons to be a prick. I'm exceptionally good at being a prick, but you know good. what I, I know. am? I know. You, you know you what I some, am? You need some you know what I am? Life, I'm not man. somebody who's going to lie about the science you know, and not going to fucking pretend that my religion is no, in favor, uh, is opposed to sexism when it's all about sexism or putting women in bags. Where's where's women putting women must, in bags? Let's move on. This one from Pointless Poppy says, if I came to know a God exists, and killed people with lightning and gave no reason, I would cry out in profound confusion. This one from, I'll give you a chance to respond, Muhammad. I don't want to. Uh, I think that was a statement more than a question. But yeah, there is a reason why that person got hit with the uh, lightning rod. And this God hits with it in he, whom he pleases. That's the absolute power of God. Alpha Al Pasha. Sadri says about the blind deaf point. If your God can't communicate his intentions to those people better than what an average Joe can, then that God is not really that omnipotent or all-powerful. Sorry, can you repeat that, James? I missed the first part. One sec, the page is reloading on me. <laughs> in, the, in the meantime, I do want to say, folks, we're here. we have just a few more questions we're going to get through. Just a reminder, we can't take any more new questions, though, so do us a favor. Uh, try to get it in next time. This one was from... Ali Pasha Sadri says, if your God can't communicate his intentions to those people better than what an average Joe can, I think they mean through the Quran, they say, then that God is not really much of a God. Uh, the intention is very clear in the Quran of what you need to do and his intention as well. God created this world in truth. It has a purpose. You're a cog in this wheel. You need to do your job. Your job is to work to make this world a better place. He put the responsibility on mankind to make this world a better place. That's your responsibility. That's the intention for you to be a human being. That's something that I opened up in the opening on what Islam is preaching, but that's not something a man wants to uh, discuss at all. He just wants to go into things that he can't himself prove or not prove. So, uh, No, no, no. I, you just asserted that I want to go into things that I can't prove or disprove. I'm sorry. The burden of proof is on you. The subject of the debate is, is Islam true? You don't get to pretend that I'm avoiding demonstrating the truth of my position when it's your position that is on the debate, which you've completely failed to demonstrate. Matt, Matt unfortunately, when I was talking to you about what Islam is and how it existed prior to Prophet Muhammad, that whole conversation you don't want to talk about. And you wanted to talk about how you're finding fallacies in things that are not Felicious, like they're not wrong. And then when I'm trying to explain, I'm sorry, but fallacy doesn't mean wrong. I'm sorry that you don't have the first clue what a logical fallacy is, but a fallacy does not mean wrong. And I didn't find something. I was pointing out a fallacy that was contradiction with your statement. Period. I mean, the fallacy that you said that you found in the Quran was a fallacy in the way that you interpreted and understood. No, sir, it's not interpreted or interpreted. It's a fact. Oh, I apologize that my uh, my English is not up to par for you to sit there and point at. If it, it it's not just about. I mean, my pronunciations. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
That's not a problem. It's just you're a prick. That's, that's what right. happens when people like you. That, that's uh, a fact. I'm a prick, but you know what? Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not, not a right. coward, and I'm not a liar, very much and I'm not going to sit here and pretend you that Islam. you committed a fallacy when you didn't. I'm going to point out the Again, fallacies that are there. you didn't talk about Islam. You're talking about the things that you're comfortable with talking about, whether you're saying that anything that's being said is an assertion, but when you want to talk about the values and the morals of the You Islam should look up Islam assertion, speaking, and you, you should look up that. logical fallacies. Keep whining. Keep crying. No, brother, it's easy. You're already going to be defeated, and you're going to go into that. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be defeated by you or your not God. Mean. Your God couldn't not so mean. much as give not me mean. a fucking hangnail. Reality I have zero fear of you or your God. It's not this about one. fear of God. Is when you're going to be on this your one. deathbed, you're going to see the summation of your anger and your hate come there back. You to go. You're going to be happy. There you go. Right? God's going to get even with me on my deathbed. No, there's no justice in the world. It's going to happen afterwards. You're on the deathbed. I don't think you're an embarrassment, sir. There's God no is problem. free of you. Dingley, Dingley Bumbus says for both speakers, thanks for coming on. This lightens the mood. They say, hmm. uh, we appreciate you both coming on. Any beard or hair care tips? <laughs> I have no good beard tips. Uh, for me, it's conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both. Real person says, Muhammad, if one were to think a false reality, that should then become reality right or do you now disagree with the fallacy of composition well it can't be a false reality at that point because it's falsehood it's not reality it's 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 you coming up with a scenario that is not alluding to what the actual reality is but here in in the reality statement is that you are capable to come up with that fantasy that's what the reality is dictating this one coming in from Metal Raven says, Muhammad, when my gods morph into the Megazord, he is far stronger than Allah. Why should I praise your God when he has never sh been shown to exist? I think this is kind of going back to that many gods objection of like, why your God? But there's one reality. There's one God. We're trying to understand that reality? reality. And how do you know which one it is? The reality that you're in. Prove to me there's more than one reality. I, that's not you. You. No, you're see, the one, not the proof, I'm the sorry proof that you don't understand logical fallacies, but when you assert there's one reality and there's I say, how do you know there's one reality? You don't get to reply with prove to me there's more than one. That's shifting the burden of proof. And it is absolutely garbage fallacy that you should recognize. This is logic 101. No, you made a making, claim and I make, asked you how you knew and you said, prove me wrong. Because I don't think you understand how the reality consists. If yes. there is another the form of reality, it's still the same reality because you have to. Yeah, you don't. I'm the one you, that doesn't understand. For you Pull to the understand, if there's another reality, this you have is to be embarrassing. You should stop happens. while you're, you're way behind. You're, you're just an idiot. One more. You're an idiot. I'm just an idiot. Is. We've got one more question. Go take a course on logic, noob. We've got what, one more question. Go take a lot course on logic. You're you're the idiot that doesn't understand basic Boolean logic. If true, if 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 true, then true. But if this false, one? then false. But this the problem one? with you if is true, then true. If false, then false. I'm going to get that. It's, it's a tattoo. Good job, this buddy. One. This if one from is, Bite so Me. True? This one from Bite Me XD. So you know it's going to be good uh, from that name. They say, and I was actually, folks, I've been like kind of skipping questions if they weren't related to the topic per se. So like ideally in this ballpark, because there are some that are kind of like, eh, it's kind of like. Bite me XD. This one, I'm like, okay, sure. If you, given that it's in, you could say counter alignment to your position, Muhammad, that 
Islam brings the most fulfillment and health and happiness and maybe moral life, those things. They say, Muhammad, you're missing out on so much fun and freedom in life, buying into that religious indoctrination. And they say, you know, this is a fairy tale and you got to let it go. So they're saying that you'd actually be happier and freer, maybe more healthy, whatever it might be. The things that you mentioned, they're saying, no, like you'd be happier without it. Like what? You want me to just sit there, get drunk, and have sex with countless women, and just do what's what's there more to life than you fulfilling, uh, making other people's lives better? This is what the Quran's teaching: you make other people's lives better, take care of the world. You're saying there's a better lifestyle than that? What? The freedom is for me to find the deficiency, th the things in life that make you deficient, that which you're saying that you enjoy, but in reality, after a long time, it just depresses you, and you get not much out of it except the moment that you're living in, compared to someone that's going to outlive the time by what they've accomplished in the world. No, I'd rather take the other option, that I'm going to strive on myself, I'm going to stop myself from following these desires, that at the end of the day, that doesn't produce much for humanity. I'm here to serve God. I'm serving God by making humanity better. Because by serving God, God is free of me. It just makes our life better. This is what the worldview, this is what Islam is preaching. What are you doing to make life better for homosexuals? Well, for me, for homosexuals, it's not something that I could make them lives better or not. I'm not telling them, well, they shouldn't be homosexual because it would increase their life. But if they're in trouble, if they need, if I find a homosexual on the street and his car is not working and I have the tools to fix it, I will fix it. If he has a problem with his tire, I will fix it. And then he could see my moral character and he will see how I'm handling myself. And he, if he asks me, why are you helping me? I'll say, because God told me to help. So I'm helping. That's all he needs to do. That's all I need to do. So there's people that smoke cigarettes, which is a sin. But does that mean make them a bad person? No. Are there homosexuals in the world? Yes. Is that the best route for humanity? Definitely not. But are How, do you, know? How no. do you know it's not the best route? Because if homosexuality becomes rampant in a society, you're going to have a problem with birth rates. So it's not good for civilization. That's what I understand. You, do, you don't think homosexuals can reproduce? Two men can reproduce. No, I said, do you, do you not think homosexuals can reproduce? Because I know lots of homosexuals who have, who have children. So two men can have a child. I didn't say that. I'm sorry that you're having that's difficulty my, understanding that's my, this. I'm, I'm question. But like, homosexuals can, can, they can adopt reproduce. A child? Yeah, they can do you realize that homosexuals child. don't just have to have sex with men? Uh, and women don't just have to have sex with men? I mean, well, the point that was being addressed in the Quran more so is the men having sex with other men. That's the yeah, point. Yeah. So what are you doing? What are you doing to allow the people who want to have sex with someone of the same gender to live a life and say, that's okay. Well, if that's their choice and that's their decision, that's the burden on them, but I don't want it to be propagated to everybody else. So that well, that's why is it your business? Whether it's propagated to anybody, why can't you just mind your own damn business? It's not about minding my own business because if they have the right to do so, then I have the right to propagate my mentality and they don't tell me to shut up. Because how come I'm being told to shut up while they're not allowed to tell, why they're not I, told to be shutting up? I, I'm that, asking why you think society. it's your business to intrude and tell people what they're doing is right or wrong. Because I can give advice if they want to do it, they do. If Nobody they asked you for that advice, did they? I'm allowed to say my advice. I'm allowed to say what I want. It's freedom sure of speech. Sure you are. But okay. the question was... But you can't you, tell me you're running to give around advice. offering your advice everywhere or just where you think it's inconsistent with your religion. No, I'm giving my advice everywhere wherever I see it fits because a word of advice can change a person's life. It plans. How do you see. know you're changing it for the better? That's not on me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do from the Quran. I'm giving the truth from the Quran. If someone is trying to do better, there's the, better. there's the there's the admission. The question was essentially how do you demonstrate that Islam is true? And his answer was that's not on me.
He's just going to do that's whatever not, he thinks That's not about. the question that you asked. You said, how you it know is. that you're making that life's better? If the person does not submit to the values of Islam and he goes in a different route and takes my advice in a negative way, it doesn't do it better. But if he adheres to all the other values that the Quran is preaching, that Islam is preaching, then his life does get better. You don't know that. It, you do know that. No, you don't know that. Okay, and so you're being asserting honest, it. And if you knew it, then when I asked you, how do you know it? You would have said, you know it. What are the values said, of it's Islam? Not your problem. Matt, so it's you another admission that what, what, you you're just a busybody. Just of own Islam? it. What, I may be a prick, but you're a busybody. That I've been telling you about in this debate, but you haven't listened. What are the I, values? I have of listed. I'm the only one that have. You started off by talking about things in my opening that weren't even in my opening. You're the one that doesn't understand logical fallacies and thinks you do. You're the one that asserts that you know what's better for the world and better for everybody else, but you can't demonstrate. I, no, no, no. I'm you're not a busy body. on me. I'm telling you what God said is better for the world. No, you're telling me what you think God is, said. As soon as you can show me that God actually said it, I'll care just a little bit more, but not no, enough to do anything. You're a liar. About it. You wouldn't care a little bit more. No, I would care. If there was a God, I would care more you than. What you said, you, you, you know, you can call me a liar, you but you're liar. embarrassingly wrong. You are a liar because you're saying things that I guarantee you right now, the moon outside split in front of you and somebody the next day gives you a scientific explanation on why that moon split. You're going to say that God had nothing to do with this. No, sir, I'm, I'm not. You See, you if, demonstrate that you don't know me from anybody. Not only would I not, would I not assert that God didn't have anything to do with it, I've repeatedly rejected that assertion. If you understood me or skepticism or the burden of proof or epistemology or anything like that, you would not be sitting here saying that I'm lying about things and then saying, what I would do when I've repeatedly pointed out that I would not. You, sir, are an embarrassment. Matt, very easy question. If the moon split outside today, would you correlate that and connect that back to God? Yes or no? I do not know what explanation there is, but I would not deny that it was God unless I had good reason to do so. You are confusing. Would you agree that it was God? And would you deny that it was God? Because you don't understand the difference between a positive and a negative. No, I am making the assertion that you would go with the negative. Now I'm asking you point yes, blank. Yes, you've made say, an assertion. Oh, now prove wait, wait, wait. it. You made an assertion. Now prove it. When I asked you a simple question, made you said that you wouldn't take a side. It. You prove wouldn't it. take a side. I'm telling you, you wouldn't prove take a side. You wouldn't say that it's God, and you wouldn't prove say it's it. God you little confused person. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. It's just another assertion. You failed to prove to anything. So, so it's not a positive either. There's a difference between logic, would man. you if say X it was God true, and would you deny it was false. God? I'm asking prove you. It, prove it. Prove it. You can't because, prove oh, well, shit. It's not true or false. You can't prove nothing. I have no explanation. But if you an explanation can't prove comes anything, out, any little you're just going to keep making assertions. I'm going to say it's from. It's That's not from God. Be a great That's what God said. People about so, you. Give us a good opportunity, James. A good opportunity to wrap up. But we want to say, folks, we do appreciate you being here. I know that it is. Sometimes it's passionate. But we're not shooting each other. We're not fighting each other. It's a debate. It's as a, as a fiery as it may seem at the end of the day, you know, it's like, hey, you know, take it easy. So I want to say whether you be atheist, Muslim, Christian, you name it, we are glad that you were here. We appreciate our guests. And so they are linked in the description. That includes at the podcast. If you haven't heard, as I mentioned, Modern Day Debate has a podcast available on fine podcast apps everywhere. Check it out right now if you haven't already. But one last thank you, Matt and Muhammad. It's been a fiery but enjoyable one. Thank you, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. We will it was, actually, it was I'll a, say. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fun debate, to be honest. But uh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go that far.
It was a but fun there were, debate. There were elements yeah, just, that were just, fun. No, no, no. Just seeing how you handle yourself. It was very, very fun. And then the way you handle the conversation and you're not listening. That was that was entertaining hey. for me. Oh, now you're going to say I wasn't listening. Well, yeah, there's 100%. a recording that everybody can go back and watch and find out I, which I'll, one I'll of give us you a compilation how I'm and which one of us was embarrassing and confusing yeah, yeah. and pretended no, no, no. to know what the other person said and couldn't demonstrate a single thing. No, I'm not afraid of you or your God or anything else. Am I? Am I? Am I threatening you? Like nobody yeah. said something. You about threatened fear. me. You threatened me with what God was going to do on my deathbed. No, I said what you're going to do to yourself. You threatened me deathbed. with what God was going to do on my deathbed. I threatened you by what yes, you're going to be on your deathbed. Are you going to be happy that you're going to die? I'm. That is I'm not what. That is not remotely what you said. And now you're just a liar. I'm not That's a liar. You are a liar. Is a liar. You don't wrap up. I do want to say, folks, I'll be back in I about do listen. 27 this seconds. This fucking great notes. I know. Go ahead, I'm James. I'm sorry. 27 seconds. So I do want to say, folks, stick around. You'll start projecting later on with your, your, your uh, and, audience there. as I mentioned, if you Cry have to be a Muslim more. debater, I'm at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. That email address is also in the description box. And I want to say thanks so much for being with us. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. And like I said, I'll be back in about 20 seconds. So stick around. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.